Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of man-actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined, as ever, by Robbie Humdrum Bellicom, <laughs> Sam Tootflute Burns, <laughs> and Ellie Scornhorn Sparrow. Oh fuck yeah, scornhorn! I didn't know how you could top how you could top toot flute, but yeah, scornhorn no, sounds that's very fun. like a bum. It sounds I, like a bum to me. It's a name yeah. for farty bum. Everything sounds like a bum to you. <laughs> this is true. It, it took a while for me to find like a, a, a PG thirteen rhyme for horn. Which... <laughs> mm. Anyway, yeah. So that. Okay, uh, so on. Uh, speaking of uh, PG thirteen, it's time for us to cast our minds in a parental guidance appropriate manner uh, into the <laughs> on this podcast. Where are we? <laughs> well, into the children. Of if the you're future. listening, go away. <laughs> you're not welcome here. <laughs> and demand future us what. Child-appropriate messages. Actually, I think I know what the next messages are, um, and uh-huh. they they are not for a like they they are very much not for a child-friendly product. <laughs> um, so uh, please, uh, futurists, tell us what messages from the present. It's future Jason with messages from the present. We recently had the delightfully ghoulish experience of playing a demo of Doomsong, an upcoming horror TTRPG set in a brutal plaguescape. Created by Caesar Inc. at Caesar Inc. on social media, we took on the roles of four hapless gravediggers on a quest to save the world. In a world where God is dead, hell is full, and death is not the end. Despite our best efforts to the contrary. Our host was Jack Caesar, who you may remember as the Goblin King from our previous collaboration demoing the Labyrinth RPG. This Doomsong miniseries was recorded, and you can find the videos and more about the Doomsong Kickstarter through the link in the description. Back to you, Past Jason. You 100% made it sound like we were selling sex toys just then. It really did. <laughs> yeah. This episode of Will Survival is sponsored by Anne Summers. Get a big dildo today. Love future days. Gotta say, shops not... up the A1. Why are there <laughs> four sex shops on the A1? I don't I, know why. What are they all doing there? Is it is it a particular? I can't stop talking route? about them. I keep thinking about them and they're so confused. Like specifically the A one as well, yeah. yeah and they're like no sex superstore. <laughs> like so it's Anna real Summers weird. was not the product that my mind went to, but it was a good choice. Mm. Um mm. the <laughs> <laughs> where was your mind? I mean it's a Dungeons and Dragons themed podcast, and that is all I am going to say on the matter. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, cool. We're all there now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gunter. Gunter has returned. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh. Sponsoring this episode. I miss him. Oh, Gunter. Um, oh. Though I There's suspect... A mosquito flying around my head. Go away, you bastard. <laughs> Go away. He's Ooh, so loud. It's a saucy mosquito. So oh. A saucy mosquito? <laughs> She's just after a mouthful. Oh God! <laughs> Why are you like this? So that she can produce the necessary proteins to lay her eggs. 
<laughs> it's why they drink blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, but Gunter says it, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and on that cheerful note, oh, it's time to begin. Talk to me about your cheerful notes. <laughs> on fireballs. Oh. Everything's fine. <laughs> <sighs> Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So, gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No Kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Fireballs. Oh, good luck summing this up into a previously. <coughs> Bums! Butt staircase! Bums! Bums! <laughs> There was actually a bit more than butt staircase. There was there? I <laughs> but staircase. But staircase. Um, <laughs> butt case, notwithstanding. Uh, <laughs> butt case of stairs. Uh, the <laughs> weird new halfling NPCs, notwithstanding. Um, the party uh, continue making their way through the Sirius Citadel. Having challenged, uh, having briefly challenged uh, and withdrawn from an animate steel uh, statue uh, of a uh, of a sufficiently armed hobgoblin uh, woman bathed in uh, golden light from above, the party stepped behind a uh, well, not a portrait, but a landscape to discover a series of uh, a hidden uh, and fantastical chasm with a series of workshops uh, concealed behind it. Uh, After discovering a room with uh, many powders and many liquids and eight uh, fantasy hazmat suits, for want of a better term, one of which was destroyed, uh, in an explosion that definitely involved some liquid magnesium. I didn't do it. Um, <laughs> I did do it. Don't know what are you talking about, you Tyler. You very much did. <laughs> a scamp did some miniature painting on a magical frame, created a disembodied butt uh, out of the ground. Which My some, butt. Which Celestia then proceeded to slap, mm-hmm. as well as a rope bridge <laughs> to another uh, uh, to another workshop where they discovered several disembodied arms and legs and successfully discerned their weaknesses through trial and error. Uh, the, they then returned to the main chamber and took the magical paint set after, um, after I must add, uh, making sure to successfully mix the pigments with, uh, I believe it was oil that you settled. Uh, uh, no, it was watercolor. Oh, was it watercolor? Yeah. Okay, uh, mixing the uh, the pigments with gum arabic uh, as good. a binder. In uh, what did you call it? <laughs> gum those? arabic yeah. is the binder. Gum arabic, water, um, and you mold them. You do you and mold, mold with a yes, muller. and a muller. Yeah. Uh, if you want the paint lecture, go last episode. <laughs> yes, paint. Uh, see, see episode one hundred and eighty-three for extensive discussion for of paint. Paint info dump. Yeah. Um, 
Scamp proceeded to uh, paint a means of ascending to the top of the chasm past the howling uh, and seemingly uh, uh, certainly impassable by flight uh, winds separating the lower parts of the chasm from the upper by creating a staircase of buttocks <laughs> of of all manner uh, and types. Uh, Rooted, I remind you, by legs stretching all the way down to the canyon. Um, Not connected to anything else except each other. Um, And flanked by uh, red velvet guard ropes with a disconcertingly intestinal feel. Because you've got to be swanky. Yeah. Indeed. Plush. Swanky swanky butts. You (laughs) ascend the butt case, uh, (laughs) the stairway to butt heaven. The staircase of (laughs) buttholes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have not established if there are buttholes. We have. I would like to check immediately. Um, (laughs) I want to check if there's a hole. Hmm. I want to know. Also, Details just as I a side have drawn, note, are they still there? I just have a sort question. of out-of-body experience listening hmm. to the previously on, um, as I'm sure we all did. But specifically, <laughs> mine manifested as, imagine if this is someone's first episode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they, like, listen to that previously on. Do you think they're just like, you know what, you walk into a room and you look at what's happening, you just turn around and leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think somebody, some poor soul one day has just done that? <laughs> no, please oh, don't throw away. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the classic, nope. but like i just wonder if that's happened to someone because that is like one of our more insane previous beyonds that we've maybe ever had (laughs) okay uh nudging a buttock aside with your boot oh my god are you actually letting me check for Um, a butthole i will 100 check does appear to be have you in fact checked Have you checked a butthole? Yes! I'm checking it right now. Uh, you, you do observe a tightly closed sphincter. Oh. I can't oh, believe you just no. said the words tightly closed sphincter on air with your human mouth. It's, <laughs> it's not even the first time he's it's used not. the word sphincter. He's not said yeah, the, not. Word, the exact words tightly closed sphincter, though. Yes, and <laughs> we will all embrace the mercy of the fact that it is tightly closed. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is like, Unless you are planning to do more investigation than that. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. It is a good job Sabnet is not here. I want to put something weird in it. I just want to find like, a pencil or something and just see if it goes... I'm, I'm going to put a pencil in the butthole. I can't stop myself. That's who I am. Yep. Uh, nor indeed does it appear that the butthole can stop you. Uh, at least... Oh, no. I mean, it's not a person, so um, it's fine. No, it's, it's not, not a sentient staircase. Yeah. I did we, not make the butt hope. sentient. <laughs> Uh, the, the, it's not the, intentionally. Uh, the butt does not like yeah. The, the beyond like a sort of passive resistance. <laughs> oh god. Uh, oh. The you know the, the the butt does not react notably. You're able to insert the the pencil one inch and then it hits resistance. Right. Which it cannot pass. <laughs> so she just looks down. And goes, well, I think um, I think that pencil's staying here, really. Um, I mean, it's there. You could pull it out and take it. I'm going to pull it out. Does it have any 
mysterious <laughs> things on it. Uh, it is <laughs> it, it is clean. It is it is very clean on the cool. ends, uh, on the end that you've pulled out. Right. Well, I suppose we don't really have a flag, do we? <laughs> I mean, oh, we could can do. we make a flag? We absolutely could. I can we make paint. a flag? <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it. What are we putting on the it's flag? It's a lot of paint. I don't, do we want to, Oh, no, we have to, don't we? I was going to say... We, we actually have to. to. Use up the, no, we absolutely have to. I'm, I'm sorry, you've one. used paint on a bum staircase. I feel like the bar... Like, a threshold has been crossed. It was a very crossed. small bum staircase when I was <laughs> Okay, so uh, I believe I established the rules for this last time. Are you drawing? Are you going to go back to the room, uh, to, to the room with the painting, and like draw it, draw this flag onto the painting, or are you going to like try and draw it on like a, a like a nearby rock or something? What have I instigated? <laughs> I mean, I've got paper. I could just draw uh, it. Yeah, on or paper. on paper. And I'll, I'll do like you know those little flags that you put on car walls, like little car yeah. flags. That sort on, of size. Uh, flags that you put on what? Like on cars. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, little ones they have in windows. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a sorcerer watching and judging us so hard right now. Can you imagine <laughs> oh, yeah. how hard we're being judged at this second? They're just like <laughs> praying that no, none of us are them. Like absolutely. Oh, please, not. please don't let any save of these me. Absolutely. Be <laughs> There's got to be like some morbid fascination, surely, though. <laughs> like I know we're quite often assholes in D and D, but I just really feel um, like this is really quite li- taking it very literally. Yeah, um, I just feel like we've we've hit a new low. Cool. What do you put on the flag? <laughs> what do we put um, on the flag? Oh. Is it the Kraken's Bane flag, or is it? Yeah, is it, no, it does it involve a that. bum? Yeah. Does the Kraken have a big butt? In it? <laughs> I draw the Kraken's big butt. But like the exact Kraken's Bane flag, but the Kraken has a butt. <laughs> In a way that it normally doesn't. <laughs> R- roll me a painting check, please. Oh, what did we decide this was? Um, it's, I think it was either your choice of wisdom, or inte- uh, wisdom intelligence or dexterity plus proficiency. Yeah, because isn't it like the Kraken being impaled by the prow of the ship? I think my dex is probably my highest, and I'm proficient. So... I've lost my character sheet! Oh no! I found it, but I just have to open it, what with it being digital. Okay, so that is plus five. So that is... Nineteen! <laughs> It's pretty I don't decent. Know why it has this voice though? It's a pretty decent watercolor <laughs> rendering when it comes down to it. Um, after a few minutes of uh, sketching it out, um, painting it up with, I mean, it's a decent watercolor rendering. You work fast. Um, I'm going to go to the expert in the room. How long should this take? Um. What well, I mean. That depends on like so many things. I know, <laughs> but if you were doing this, if you were going to just do like a like a, a, a like a relatively quick sketch, like a quick sketch of a shitty flag, of a shitty flag, but with like this but with design. like vague levels of detail. I don't yeah. know, like not long. Um, 
like, I want to sit at five to ten minutes. Cool. And that's being, like, if I'm being detailed on the yeah, flag. Yeah. If I was being, like, really, like, hyper-rendery about it, you oh. push it to, like, half an hour. But Yeah. Um... And I mean, if you're being really hyper-rendery about anything, you could push it to forever. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, if it's, <clears throat> if it's basic, like, five, ten minutes. I mean, are you taking five, five minutes or ten minutes on this? Five uh, minutes. Five minutes, okay. <laughs> uh, with a 19... Good decision. Uh, it appears that the, <laughs> uh, that the paints are deliberately somewhat forgiving of an impressionistic style. Uh, <laughs> um, and when you, when, you, when you kind of declare it done, reach down... And sort of your fingers touch page, but as you bring them in towards the edges of the drawing, you feel them sort of connect with something. At first, it's like a sort of almost like a fizzing sort of sensation, mm. and then as you uh, uh, and then you feel uh, uh, and you watch as the as the. Um, illusion of depth becomes actual depth and the flag slightly rises out of the paper and you are able to grip pull and then get a, a, a pull it out slightly grip round get a full grip on on the little uh flag pole and pull it completely out of the paper leaving uh basically bare paper behind and like a couple of little errant brush strokes here and there. Um, the finished flag is real. It has the bizarre experience of looking a little bit like a flag made of just, you know, wooden flagpole and canvas, but which itself has been painted in watercolour. Huh. Cool. Well, I made a flag. I'm I like it. it in the bar. Good one. It flutters aggressively in the breeze, uh, as there's, there's, there are strong winds. I mean, Corzin, do you want to put it in the butt? Is this an experience you want? Um. If not, I'll do it. No, I, I, mean... I, I won't deny you on this one, but that, that is just not something you see every day, is it? Hmm. So I do hope you have... not. So do you I want to put want it in the derivative. butt? Or Shanty, do you want to put it in the butt? <laughs> Victory, I feel weird asking you because you're a bit young, <laughs> so I'm not yeah, going to do that. I, I um, feel, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this one to the adults. It just feels like a weird thing for an adult to ask, like a younger person. So I'm not, I'm not going to say that yeah, sentence to you yeah. with my mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Shanti, I mean, if you, <laughs> you can put a thing in a butt if you want to. Um, Hold up. <laughs> Shanty's <laughs> this is a why not role for Shanty's experience here. Wait. Uh, <laughs> Shanty's experience with putting things in butts. That's an incredible role. Uh, Shanty goes, Yeah, no. Cool, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll put the flag in the butt. Again, it, uh, it goes in about an inch and then hits uh, a sort of... Oh, no. Like a sort Why of firm, like unyielding resistance. No man. <laughs> uh, but you, but uh, as you release the butt flag, uh, it does. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the, the 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 sphincter does seem to hold it in place. Oh, it catches the wind and it wobbles, flailing a bit side to side. Um, but you do, you have successfully planted your flag. In one of the bottommost butts. butts of the butt mm-hmm. case. That certainly happened. 
you know, when That's, I woke up this that morning... That was the last ten minutes of this... <laughs> the last ten minutes of this episode was crafting a flag to put into... It was a yep. very important experiment of using the paint on something other than the canvas. I yes. yeah, it was actually very sensible, yeah, Jason. Yeah. Did you hear that justification that Robbie just did? Because I was <laughs> I was impressed personally. <laughs> like it's a load of shit, but it's it was good shit. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um you know, today I was like, I don't think we can do weirder than the last episode. Like, we might have peaked, but then I stuck. Oh, we've already my um, exceeded pencil the weird of last in a butthole, <laughs> and then we made a flag to also go in the butthole. Um, mm. And yeah, that you happened. Had to check your butthole; it was very important. I just, as soon as it was mentioned, I just, I don't have impulse <laughs> control today. Like, I can't describe to you how feral and weird I am this evening. <laughs> there was absolutely no way I wasn't putting something in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> And there it remains. Yep. For future generations to find. (laughs) Do you think it'll reset, like, this world when we leave? Or is the next sorcerer going to get here and just be really judgmental of whoever's room this is? I actually really hope it does reset, but I think it probably will. I hope to fuck this reset. Because if it was mine... (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't know if I'd reset it, but I feel like if somebody just made this out of the blue, like in my house, um, yeah, I'd I'd maybe keep it, but I don't think most people would, <laughs> to be honest. That'd be an unusual response. Mm. I wonder if I wonder if it. I wonder if he like you know like whoever this sorcerer is just like catalogues all the different attempts that come through. Is there just oh, like is there like a gallery? Yeah, you know, a gallery of various things like. For all we know, yeah, everyone like makes paintings staircases. with what people painted on. Yeah, I mean, a gallery would be fun. I feel like we've ruined I'd it. If there is one, <laughs> like I legitimately <laughs> no, feel like we might have ruined it'll it. It'll just be a burnt canvas. <laughs> like, no, no, one, no one could see this. Kill it with fire. Mm. I feel like we're not getting like a boon from this room. <laughs> I feel like they might Shanti be just. Pinches the bridge of her nose and then starts ascending the butt case. Are you judging us, Shanti? Is that what's happening? Because I, fi- I think maybe you should be, actually. I was about to be like, don't judge us, and then, um, the right. no, no, fair, yep. <laughs> well, one can't uh, deny it's certainly a case of original thinking. You are yeah, such a supportive dad. Did you hear what a supportive dad <laughs> oh, you just no, tried to be? dad. <laughs> Well, it's certainly interesting. <laughs> One of those. You begin making your way <laughs> up what it was supposed to do. The, the criteria has been fulfilled, just not in the way that maybe anyone else might have thought of. Anyone else alive would have ever thought of, no. <laughs> the staircase is not the most stable construction, but bearing in mind the, uh, the, the painting check you did last time, it does the job. It Be careful, that one wobbled. <laughs> oh, the whole thing wobbles. <laughs> the, like, not just the actual buttocks, um, but the, the actual, like, Bearing in mind, you're going through high winds this whole time. Oh, we know. So, yeah. butts, butts are not the most sound building material. Oh, we have learned high this. Mm, yeah, indeed. Um, <laughs> however, the story of the three little pigs, the one who built his house out of butts. 
<laughs> and the one and blew it away. I don't, don't remember that section of the story, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that bit in the well-known story with the three little pigs. Um, <laughs> it's got sticks. The one who builds it out of bricks and the one who builds it out of cars. <laughs> Sticks oh, no, and bricks yeah, may yeah, break yeah, right. my bones, but <laughs> bots will never. Will. <laughs> 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 oh, that's, that's, not it. that's not at all related to oh, that story. Like, it is not late at night enough to excuse this behaviour from any of us. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> we haven't recorded in two weeks. How is this? Okay. We just picked up like straight where we left off. We were like, let's fucking go. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> so, climbing botment. Um, yeah. You. Um, yeah, the horrifying and Escher like <laughs> as your decision to give all of these butts, like legs that extend down <laughs> long slender man like like spider like um uh, into the into the abyss below uh, it probably provides it with some level of stability if nothing else it does certainly provide a deeply disconcerting experience when the whole as the whole thing sways like a rope bridge from side to side and you can just see the many le- pairs of legs just like swaying with the butts rooted uh, down below. Uh, nevertheless, you are. Uh, it is stable enough that you don't need to make any checks to avoid being uh, uh, blown away. Even the uh, intestinal velveteen rope uh, is enough to. Uh, provide enough purchase that you are after really the better part of 20 minutes just slowed down by um, how how much wind there is uh, reach the top of the chasm uh, from this vaunted position you are now able to see the uh, sort of temple like edifice uh uh, at the very top of the crevasse. Um, built of, uh, uh, of smooth white stone, uh, it is, as I recall, uh, vaguely sort of um, pagoda... Well, I say pagoda-like uh, in structure. I'm actually going to just double-check a reference. Um... Because I think that uh, it's actually more uh, annoyingly if I look at the actual, if I actually uh, Google the name, uh, I just uh, of Towers of Hanoi, I just get the uh, the, the, the puzzle. Um, but the actual sort of pagoda like towers at the Temple of Hanoi uh, yeah. is not dissimilar in appearance to. Uh, though in this, as I say, largely made of white stone, with uh, sort of red, uh, uh, with a sort of um, terracotta reddish orange uh, accents highlighting the levels as they go on. The base of it is uh, wider and rounder, and up near the very top of the tower. 
there is a, an oculus, a hole, uh, a round hole that lets, seems to emit a beam of almost uh, blinding, if you can't look directly into it, uh, golden light that uh, streams in a straight line uh, well above you, at least like a 150 feet above the sort of ground level at the top of the crevasse and off into the distance. Uh, literally like, uh, literally uh, to the point where atmospheric haze makes it hard to tell where it's going to. You would, uh, though, you would guess that it probably ends up in the uh, in the cha uh, chamber where you started, uh, because it's the exact same uh, same uh, appearance and intensity as the golden light that was illuminating the uh, steel statue. There is uh, one visible entrance uh, at the base of the tower, and you can see uh, more a sort of golden glow coming from within. Oh. Well, it looks like somebody's left the lights on. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose we have to pop in, really, don't we? I think we, we do. We kind of do. Okay. You, uh, you make your way up to the tower, ascend the, a, a small set of uh, white stone and terracotta steps, uh, and you find yourself in a simple atrium uh, through which you can see there are there is there are basically three sort of um, wide doorways um, and when I say wide I'm, I'm gonna say for convenience uh, yeah we're gonna say just about 12 feet uh, in, in width uh, for all essentially all four of the doorways so the doorway that you've just come in through uh the doorway directly ahead the doorway to the left and the doorway to the right so round boy yeah yeah how uh, tall are the doors uh the doors are also 10 foot uh, sorry are also 12 foot uh in height so think of the uh, so they are square friends yeah they're almost square they are actually slightly rounded at the um uh, at the sort of top left and top right of each frame uh, to give uh, to, uh, to give them a little bit of structural support the, big doors for big people hmm. uh so i mean describe uh what you can see uh directly ahead of you uh, in what appears to be the centre of the tower, uh, you can see there is uh, through uh, through a short uh, door, uh, corridor, uh, you can see what appears to be a golden beam of light. Uh, oh uh, yeah, look at that! Yep, vertically, just straight up uh, from the ground and up uh, to well, presumably up to the top of the tower. Uh, it's kind of painful to look out and you can't really see past it you can just make out that there is some sort of narrow walkway that extends around it uh, to either side as uh, the, the, the beam itself is 10 foot in diameter 
so it's slightly smaller than the doorway. Uh, you can then see there are two rooms to the left and right. Uh, to the left, you can see there is a room. All of the rooms here, by the way, are, are, are essentially made out of the same uh, white stone material uh, with decorative accents in, uh, in apparently terracotta. Oh god, this person likes like tasteful decor. Yes, mm. yes, we they do. Ruined oh. everything. Oh no! <laughs> it's there are there are small like although there's not a lot of iconography, um, there are sort of arabesque style uh, geometric patterns lovingly worked uh, <laughs> into every surface. Oh dear. <laughs> um, in, I it, feel bad, but only yeah. a little, because they were tasteful butts. Mm. Uh, <laughs> was also really funny. Yeah, no, that's too. Very You're much like that. Um, following the same sort of pattern uh, <laughs> and theme. So to your left, you can see a room that is just full of racks. Uh, I'm going to say for the convenience, wooden racks uh, filled with various tools um, and other objects, which you can look at in more detail if you go into that room. And to the right, uh, you can see a room that appears to be divided in half by some sort of huge glass uh, wall, which seems to have a door. Uh, hmm. built into it also of glass uh, you can just make out uh, in both rooms that they have doorways on the other side of those rooms that may well lead to further rooms beyond them I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, clear because I know people are drawing uh yeah 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 Ellie, I know that you're mapping this out, so I'm going to say that the rooms... Thank you. Uh, right. that, that the... Uh, as you go through the rooms, they are following the circle of the tower, so they do sort of wrap around it. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So, which... Uh, so, of your three rooms, uh, big old beam in the centre, uh, room with racks and tools to the left and room with big old glass uh, dividing wall to the right where would you like to go? Okay Coulson's going to go up to the beam and um, just put the uh, end of the belaying pin in it to see if it burns Ooh, Oh cool. yes it does uh, It <laughs> okay, almost yes. instantly begins to it, it almost instantly uh, Charles and very quickly starts just disintegrating. Whoa, gee. Well, uh, you have to pat out the flames. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hmm. Glad no one stuck a hand in it. It does appear. Yeah, well, like, or a tongue. Yeah. It does appear that the walkway that goes around the um, that central beam uh, is just wide enough that you can uncomfortably, but without risk, sort of sidestep your way around uh, around the beam if you needed to. I would recommend that you do that if you want to keep your face intact. 
I am generally quite fond of my face, so... Mm. Should, we, should we look at these tools? Yeah, let's have a look at them. Have a look. Yeah. Okay. You head back into uh, the atrium and go, and go left. Uh, so this room is filled with racks of a wide variety of different tools, mostly it would appear made, uh, made of a mixture of uh, steel, copper, uh, what you recognise as uh, mithril in a couple of cases, uh, notably including uh, different types of uh, various pipes, uh, literally not even in the sense of like smoking pipes, but just like long tubes. Uh, okay. shovels, uh, sets of tongs, a number of buckets, uh, with some with handles, uh, many without, uh, which appear to be made of white stone, or at least a stone-like material, uh, that kind I would of... like to pick up a bucket. Okay, uh, you can... There are different sizes of, uh, of white stone-like material bucket, from thimble-sized... Uh, to uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that the largest is like you know the vats you, you tread grapes in to make wine. Yeah, mm. like that big. Uh, but there are smaller ones uh, throughout. So like it's like it's basically every uh, variation. Uh, well, not every single variation, but you know there are steps of variation in between. So what size of bucket would you like to pick up? I would like one that was about the size that you'd build a sandcastle with. Aww. Mm. Okay. I just yeah. want a bucket suddenly. I, I just really like the idea of having a bucket. Okay. It is... It's hefty, but not as hefty as you would expect. Um, like, it's definitely... Like, this feels about the weight that you would expect from, say... Uh, a terracotta like a sort of terracotta vase but not something made out of like granite or, or the like so it's mm. it's fairly hefty uh, carrying this but you do but you are able to get a pretty solid bucket of um, this sort of white stone like material mm. um, this this is a good bucket that is a very good bucket uh, it looks like a good bucket it doesn't re. Uh, so I'm going to say there are, there are, there are a couple of variants of this. One with uh, what appears to be a uh, steel uh, handle uh, with some sort of cork, literally like you know grip handle grip on it, um, and one without. Uh, both of which have a notable sort of like lip around the uh, around the edge. Uh, there are other tools here as well that I'll describe quickly. Um, I mean, okay, there's a variety of just like various workshop tools. Um, enough that you can kind of go to this tool shed and ask, is there a tool like this? And I'll give you a yes or no. Um, but in addition... Ooh, everyone check their proficiencies for tools. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I will note that there are also uh, a, a hand, uh, at least four uh, objects, that, uh, other objects that stand out, and one set of objects that stands out. Uh, the first four objects are giant wheels, uh, approximately uh, ten foot uh, in diameter. Uh, they, uh, three of them 
appear to be made of some sort of really thick... You want to say felt, uh, but only one of them appears to actually be made of felt. Uh, the other two seem like they're made of... Well, felt-like darker materials. Uh, they, they, all three of them definitely seem to be made of some sort of distinct material. Uh, but they are pressed together in a sort of felt-like manner. Uh, the fourth giant wheel uh, is made of white stone. Um, uh, it is also about ten foot tall. It's, um, I'm going to say, it's about two foot thick. So it's it's this thing's hefty. Uh, you can see that it's got it's held in place by little wooden chocks that you could remove and roll uh, or like lift with a team of people. Um, and uh, looking at it on one side, you can see that it has six odd sort of um, uh, holes in it that don't go all the way through it. Uh, they only uh, they only extend. I said this thing was two foot thick. I'm going to say the, these extend about eight inches into the uh, into the wheel, uh, and they're arranged in sort of almost sort of hexagonal pattern uh, space around the wheel. Uh, the the big uh, felt uh, uh, felt like wheels are also about two foot thick. Uh, finally, you see a rack that has a series of odd uh, masks. It's pretty clear what they are. Uh, they appear to be masks uh, made from uh, leather or some sort of leather-like substance with an odd uh, little uh, rubbery ring around the outside. They have come with uh, belts that can be used to tighten them around the head. Uh, and they have glass, uh, what appear to be glass eye shields, and very odd noses, uh, almost like a sort of truncated elephant's trunk uh, mm. that ends in some sort of strange um, round filter. Uh, Gashmash. Yeah, there's there's real uh, are you my mommy fantasy uh, gash mash right yeah from this and that is uh, everything of note in this room cool lots of things there's a lot of things many things okay yeah, I don't are these know supposed to be like assembled in some way I'm gonna say that maybe we put on these weird mask things. Before we poke around with anything. Hmm. I mean, the suits were pretty useful, weren't they? Yeah. But it's like that's safety not... shit. Maybe that's yeah. a good idea. I, can't, I, wonder, yeah. I think I saw a tapestry with some people wearing something like this before. Where? Um, I think it was in... Um, might have been in Bright Hall, actually. Huh. Yeah, the Bright Hall yeah. tapestry. Up to some weird <laughs> shit in Bright Hall, apparently. Scrolling two checks for Shanty. Shanty go, looks at the masks and the various equipment and goes, 
Yeah, I've no idea how to use any of this, or or I mean, I know what the shovel's for, um, but but interestingly, I do know how to weave a tapestry. No way! Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I feel like I could weave tapestries pretty well, actually. Huh. Adding Shanti's skill and aptitude list. Skilled tapester. Do you okay. like making tapestries? Is that, like, fun? I remember enjoying making tapestries. Ah. Though at the time I was... I also remember being someone who enjoyed making tapestries. I don't know if yeah. I enjoy making tapestries. I just have a feeling that I'd be quite good at it. Well, I mean, if you fancy making a tapestry, I'm sure you can get your shit when we get home. Do you, do people still make tapestries? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Good. Yeah. As far as I know. I mean, if you decide you like it, we could always commission you for a ship tapestry. I mean, given that I have no money, yeah, I'll take that. I've got a job. Yay. That's something. Yeah. So you, you've got a job. <laughs> I've got Look a job you. and a phone and I can make tapestries and cook. Yeah. Yep. I can't sail the ship, though. That's fine, we can do no, that No, that's alright. We have other people for that, yeah. that's not a problem. And you can learn if you like, if you want to be good at ships. Yeah. You can learn. Oh. That's something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. If we ever <coughs> leave the place full of weird tests and... Um, we will. We and will. And giant staircases, I mean... I, again, I can't promise there won't be bot staircases wherever we go. <laughs> I mean, that is not a promise not. I'm willing to make. <laughs> that, that would be an unreliable promise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try one of these masks on. Cool. Yeah, let's all put a mask on. Um, you try strapping the masks on. There are a variety of sizes. Uh, and while they take a little bit of adjustment, you are able to get them on. Uh... They're a little difficult to... Um, they make uh, communication slightly harder. You are able to talk through them uh, and understand each other, but it, uh, <laughs> but it does mean that if you're, shout- if you're shouting things at distance... Sounds a bit like you're in the vents on Asian Venture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I can, I'm in the vents. <laughs> I can go left, right, or forwards. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever played Asian Venture left. Okay, well at this point there is no left Do you mean right? Yes <laughs> <laughs> If you all play If any of you played Asian Venture Which I know some of you did That bit was literally you just put your hand over your mouth <laughs> yeah, That's what we all did, all we did. I didn't, all I, I didn't even do that <laughs> <laughs> You were just like I'm, I'm in the vent <laughs> It's happened Yeah, what do you want? Oh. <laughs> I, I I always did the thing where I put them like either side of my mouth, so 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 the voice would still like travel straight still, through. Like, vaguely masking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, you you can you can audibly understand each other in the same room, uh, but if you need to like shout between rooms and you and you're not using the sending stones, it will get a little more uh, difficult. However, um, you do. Uh, you do find that, well, actually, you d- you don't find any obvious immediate difference apart from the fact that uh, your face is a bit warm, uh, the air feels tastes a little stale, and weirdly slightly of charcoal, 
and uh, if you don't uh, control your breathing, you steam up the uh, lenses. I maybe hate this. Yeah, it's not nice, is it? Um, I just wanted it to be known. Jeffrey, you can't. No, keep it on, Jeffrey. You have got to keep it on. Oh, him in a creepy mask is harrowing, if I'm honest. Jeffrey just stares up at you in the gas mask, <laughs> oh, wielding the, uh, the knife on a stick that is his spear. Good, good work. Oh. Well done. Oh, grass what was the game with a monkey? There was a game with a monkey and a gas mask. I'm sure of it. What was it? Oh, what was? I feel like there was. Yeah. Ten out of ten for an intimidation there, Jeffrey. <laughs> Looking great. So, where or what would you like to? Where would you? Where, where, <laughs> where would you like to do it, now? Yeah. <laughs> um, where would you like to go now? I'm probably the other room. One, imagine. Uh, yes, sorry. Yeah. I should mention actually, there is another room that goes on. If you would continue onward, so from here you can either go back to the atrium or you can continue on. Uh, to another room which appears to have some sort of huge vat in it uh, and there is also a small uh, little doorway uh, that leads to, into the central uh, uh, towards the central blinding pillar of light okay, I don't want to go near that that thing's all no I'm not, I'm not really into that I quite like the glass um... room that looks interesting Let's go have a little look see at it. Okay, you head uh, back to the atrium and into the uh, and uh, and along. So, the uh, I will say that again in this room there is a smaller doorway that leads to the blinding pillar of light, um, and another uh, doorway that leads to some a room that is va- uh, that, that, from which you can hear a sort of ominous rumbling. This room, however, is fairly spartan there is decorative patterning on this side of this room the other side is uh is clean smooth uh white stone uh and it is divided in half along the middle by a massive uh glass wall with what appears to be a built-in doorway uh, the doorway has a uh, metallic uh, la- has a sort of metallic locking latch mechanism built into it. It looks like you, it would probably uh, if you uh, you need to release uh, release both latches, uh, but then you can see it's hinged in a way that you could pull the doorway wide open. Um, and uh, wide enough that you could fit something uh, up to f- up to fifteen foot uh, in any uh, dimension through. Uh, the room beyond is uh, a little bit larger than a fifteen foot cube, um, and there, uh, as is the room on uh, this side. Beyond the giant doorway, the only other object is a small box uh, made of metal at the very base of the glass door, which is currently closed. Um, You do see that it has a little latch, uh, and it looks like it can be opened. 
and there is a uh, there is a glyph a, gi- a glyph in gigantic uh, that is uh, on the top of the box. Which can I read it? Uh, yes, it uh, broadly spe- uh, speaking, it say it it could translate as go or do or activate. Ooh. All right. If you wanted so to, it... in a sense, you could say on. All right. On Does button. something. Oh, we can all read it, can't we? Because of the language boon. And indeed, with the language boon, you can all perceive uh, perceive its meaning. Oh, cool! Yeah. I was going to say, is it similar to the the glyph that was on the like um, the plasma torch thing that we got? It's identical. It is that glyph. Oh, cool. oh, perfect. Okay. It yeah. is the on oh, switch. Great. All right. I want to press the on switch. Press, press the, the button. Mm. Uh, press it. So the, the giant doorway is currently closed. You press the on switch, um, and you hear a sort of sound uh, and feel the um, box vibrate. Um, and for a moment, you can. F- uh, do you leave your hand on the on switch, or do you like pull it away? Um, I'll leave it on. Okay. Uh, through the metal of the box, uh, you feel it heat up suddenly enough to be well, that your hand pulls away. Uh, it's not more than like touching. Uh, the, it, it's it's like touching a kettle that's almost at the boil. Like it's enough that you're momentary scalded, but you don't lose uh, hit points. Um, the box uh, thrums, heats up, and then. You can faintly hear through the door, uh, 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 as it's heating up, uh, you hear a sort of strange sound um, from the glass. It like it, uh, as if it slightly vibrates or rattles. Uh, something is happening to the other uh, to the room on the other side, and then you hear a sort of. <laughs> like a sudden expulsion of air. Uh, and then after a few moments, there's a... <sighs> sound that you can very faintly hear through the, uh, through, uh, through the glass. Um, and then the on glyph, which is lit up, uh, goes dark. Huh. What do we think that like... did then, other than hissing? Because whilst it was a good noise, yeah, I don't I'm imagine that's what it was. On the edge of it. Mm. On the edge of what? Yeah. Uh, on the edge of which? Of what? Oh, sorry, uh, on the edge of the glass. On the edge of the glass. Okay. Uh, it feels like feels like glass. Uh, quite okay. strong glass. Uh, in fact, you would probably say this reminds you of the sky glass that you've seen in gigantic style structures before. Right. I'm just trying to think, would... I'm actually, Corson's seen, like, uh, chemical and alchemical equipment before. Hmm. Would this would this resemble, like, a vacuum tube? Uh, have put that thought together. There is something that makes you think of that, Yes. Yeah, um, I think it makes a vacuum. Ah, how do you, 
But why? Why? How? How and why? Well, actually, I've rolled for this previously for Shanti. Shanti puts her hand up. Sorry, uh, what's a vacuum? Oh, it's I'm like glad we- when you expel all of the air from a um, from a container, so there's no uh, air left in it. Right. I'm glad someone asked because I was just sort of pretending I knew. To be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do that a lot. I thought if I asked why it was there, I might pick up an understanding. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Well, so certain things, like... Um, I'm Jeffrey. ...act a bit weird on the vacuums. Like, for example, obviously you can't... Um, you can't ignite anything in a vacuum. But also, um, it causes certain um, liquids to do odd sorts of things. If this is a, okay. some kind of uh, a laboratory like or a workshop like the previous place, then maybe this is something to do with whatever materials are here. What's considered odd for a liquid to do? Um, speak. I, I mean, uh, dance. If you, if it did speak, you wouldn't be able to hear it because um, Cry. Uh, sound doesn't travel <laughs> through a vacuum. Fart. <laughs> Play guitar. <laughs> Jeffrey kind of pokes at the at the little <laughs> box at the base. <laughs> Sorry, goes through the gas mask, yeah, uh, and flips up the latch on it with his uh, spear, kind of p- p- uh, prizing it open like a treasure chest in the hope of treasure. There is no treasure inside. There is, however, a small um, slot. Uh, inside it, shaped like an oxbow. Hmm. Shaped like a what? A little oxbow-shaped uh, slot, so which is like a um, like a U shape. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was picturing. Mm. Like a lake. Like a what? A lake, an oxbow lake. Right. <laughs> it's the only thing I remember from bits of geography. <laughs> I didn't in real life. Um, I don't think I learned a single thing in geography. Literally just the oxbow, like. Um, I remember extended conversations. Becomes like a horseshoe. I remember extended Mm. conversations about squirrels and also terrorists and drug smugglers at airports. That's what I remember from geography class. My school was really good. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) I mean, the oxbow lake bit of information has not really come in handy. Ever in it's a fun fact. <laughs> Until now, <laughs> no, the day has sport. come. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's basically like a, a like a sort of a U. It's a horseshoe. Yeah, it's like a horseshoe shape. Um, right. Does this look like it um, would fit any of the other objects in this room? Uh, nothing that you've seen thus far. No. Uh, it's quite I don't suppose any of you got a horseshoe on you. Yeah, I carry one at all times, just in case. No, I don't have a horseshoe on me. I mean, well, genuinely, there paints, are some superstitious so people yes. that do. They think they're lucky. It's quite a small... I've got paint, I can have anything I like. <laughs> it's quite a small sort of uh, oxbow shape, so, uh, so it would be... A tiny it, horse. Uh, it would be a, it oh. would be a shoe for, like, a foal. A very small horse. Yeah. <laughs> Or a pony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Get this pony and oxbow leg. <laughs> um, 
that is right. uh, yeah this is everything you've uh, uh, you have fully explored this room at this point hmm. I guess okay. we'll have a look around and see if there's anything that shape yeah reckon so, the other bits of the place we might need to look Good in idea. other rooms at this point though yeah yeah so, so you can hear uh, from the other room out of this one, uh, continuing around the round the the circle. You can hear some sort of roaring, rumbling sound, uh, and then the. Oh, let's go see would, that. Yeah, and then then the tool shed had some sort of vat beyond it. So if you're happy to continue, if you're happy to continue on towards the rumbling sound then? yes yep. or do we want to look at the vats because we do have these nice buckets although you can't have this bucket this bucket is mine I will kill anyone who tries to take it good to know um, does it have a name <laughs> uh, this is bucket oh lovely <laughs> that's a lovely name for a bucket <laughs> yeah it prefers to be called bouquet oh <laughs> well, it's spelled bouquet but it's pronounced bucket <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Why wouldn't it be? Like thirty are probably going to be very confused now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You move into the next room, uh, where there is indeed a sort of loud, uh, rumbling, roaring sound uh, coming from. uh, uh, It is uh, very quickly apparent uh, what the source of this particular rumbling uh, roaring sound is uh, because it's a giant pillar of flame right that'll do it oh wow okay Uh, this room has a uh, this room has it's it's uh, has a long quite a wide open room uh, which just has on one end of it a continuous uh, magical pillar of fire. It's about about five foot in diameter uh, and it burns uh, in an impossible miniature tornado of, uh, of flame. Uh, interestingly, it seems to vary in the qu- colour and quality of the flame depending on what uh, portion uh, on its height uh, down near the bottom of the of, of the pillar of, of fire uh, it is a an almost invisible sort of dark blue um, and then um, by the time you get to the top uh, it's an almost sort of uh, almost sooty sort of red um, but there's actually the flame itself does not seem to produce any soot uh, is this a Bunsen burner? <laughs> it's, in a sense, it's almost like a sort of fifteen foot high, five foot wide Bunsen burner flame, uh, coming from a wow. simple uh, magic uh, from a circle that is obviously <laughs> radiating magic uh, in the floor. Well, well I don't think we're going to need to test the, that one with the blaying pin. That's large. That's really big. Yeah, is there any controls for that anywhere? If it's got a magic source, maybe it's got an off switch. Do you think we press the on switch? <laughs> I thought that was for something else, though. It didn't make this noise happen, did it? 
I'm going to go back and press the on switch again. Uh, okay, once uh, the... And just see if it... In the other room... Yeah. You press the, uh, uh, you press the on switch, the little, uh, the little case with the sort of oxbow-shaped indentation snaps shut and latches when you do this. Mm-hmm. You hear a sort of <laughs> sound from the door... Uh, as if it's just make a, a double, uh, doubly securing the latches, mm-hmm. and the whole process of like the uh, 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 the the box heating up, the uh, the glass sort of shuddering a bit, and then the sort of <laughs> sound followed by <laughs> before the uh, glass uh, opens, uh, before the before the glass sort of stops sh- uh, shuddering again. Uh, happens. That whole process takes about f- a little over five minutes. Uh, the uh. color of flame does not uh, does not change in this whole time. Mm-hmm. I will, when it's done and the door is shut, I will put it back on yeah. and come back. Uh, it uh, put it back on. Start the process again. Come back. Uh, the flame is not affected by this. Did anything happen to the flame? Nope. Not that I could see. Right, that was a pointless exercise, but I felt like we had to check. Hmm. We've eliminated a possibility that science not pointless. So science! Exactly. Uh, there is another room beyond this one, uh, uh, if you uh, want to head into it, but this room appears to very much just contain a huge pillar of flame. Mm. Okay, stupid question. Is it actually giving off heat? Yes! Um, you suspect there might be some level of uh, magic going on here because the heat kind of strikes you when you enter the room and cools down once you leave it so there is probably some degree of uh, temperature control going on Uh, it is worth noting by the way all of these rooms have the same sort of uh, have a small uh, access way uh, that leads to the central pillar um, and a giant uh, and uh, uh, another of these 15 foot by 15 foot doors that lead uh, in between the rooms around the, 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 the chamber. Uh, I'm going to briefly stop the flame sounds. Um, the next room along uh, is distinct actually. Uh, in that it does apparently have uh, double check this nope sorry turn that back no uh, uh, well it's distinct for what it has in it it has again another of those little um, uh, passage uh, passageways leading to the central pillar of light and then uh, it has it, uh, in in the centre a giant spinning circular table. Uh, the table. Spinning table. <laughs> no, you can't have a go. Uh, the table is made of. I want to have a go. Uh, I want to go. <laughs> apparently, seems to be made of steel or something like it. Um, it is it, 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 it's literally just like spinning in place uh, about I want to say a couple just thinking about positioning yeah a couple of feet off the floor um, and notable on it are the six giant uh, steel spikes uh, 
uh, arranged equidistantly uh, around it. Hmm. And as ever, there is another doorway leading beyond. That's a bit frightening, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Is there any way to get it to stop spinning? Is any that all the buttons, buttons to press? Uh, I will say that you can do you can do an investigation check uh, if you'd like. Yeah. I'd like to look for some way to make it stop spinning. I will. Yep, I'll, like I'll happily do a, a perception check. Yeah. I will help whomever with whatever. Okay. Um, um, is it going to be investigation or perception? Uh, either. I'll say for this. Cool. <laughs> Let's cause it and have a little. Okay. Yeah. Perception then, right? And advantage because you're helping me. And also it's sight based, right? Uh, that is a nineteen on the perception. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, it's enough for you to definitely find uh, the off switch, uh, which is actually the on switch. Uh, getting down and taking a look, which is much easier for you. Uh, in fact, you don't even need to. You can see through your shins. Uh, you see that uh, underneath the table uh, is a sort of uh, pillar, uh, is, a, is a much smaller pillar that is sort of serving as the uh, fulcrum, I guess it would be, uh, for mm-hmm. it to turn on. Um, axle, that would be it, uh, <laughs> for it to spin on. Uh, which does, on one side, have a glowing little activation uh, glyph. You'll because the the table itself is uh, about about ten foot in diameter. Uh, you do uh, uh, your options for turning it on and off are either crawling under the huge spinning steel thing or just using a long object uh, to poke it. I think we poke that with a stick. I think, I think it looks pokeable. Have you got a five foot or more long stick? Um, what have I got in my inventory? How long um, is my sling stuff? <laughs> I think your your sling staff is like half the size. It's about three foot long. This is not a terribly mm-hmm. like yeah. Worst comes to worst, you can always go back to the tool uh, room and find one. I'm just curious if you've got anything you particularly want to poke it with. I'm not putting my off cloud in there. It is ironically one of the uh, objects long enough to reach. Shan't. <laughs> don't want I don't to. Think I've got any long things. Hang, <laughs> <laughs> I must have something, but I don't think I can't see anything. Mournful off a Clyde playing. Um. <laughs> I mean, if it is just a similar button to um, to the ones we've seen before, I could literally just take a, um, a, a, a single lead shot and throw it by hand at it. And I will say you do! It take uh, just, just, just give... You know what? No, there's no there's no rush. Uh, just roll me a luck check. Okay. <sighs> That's a seven. It takes you two lead shots. Um, the first one pings off into the distance. Um, and, That's gone forever. Uh, and it ends up somewhere, to be sure. Uh, but you're not 100% certain where. 
Um, the uh, the second one, however, manages to tap the uh, little uh, 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 the, uh, uh, the the little activation rune, uh, and it's it, it the light goes out, and with a the spinning steel table slows to a halt. Well, I think that's got it. Looks like it. As far as you can tell, that is all that is in this room. Mm. Spinning stuff real fast is like, you can get liquids to do, again, weird stuff, can't you? Because they like, stay in place rather than falling out of something. Yeah, you're right there. You might be onto something. I don't think I can make that make sense in my brain. But what's all the... Then if you've got a cup of water... Yeah. Or a bucket of water, you can't have my bucket. And you put it on a screen, <laughs> you spin it round real fast. Even though it's like on its side, the water doesn't fall out. Really? Have you never yeah. done it? It's fun. No, no. I've not done it in, re- in real life, I certainly have. I just don't think Celestia's upbringing was fun <laughs> enough to have done yeah, that. Yeah, no, fair enough. No, I honestly can't say that I've just sort of swung a, a bucket around for shit. No, Sounds fun, from- though. Yeah. I saw that, someone doing it with a drink when they were a little bit too drunk once and it looked really fun, so I tried it. Mm. Me and Little Cousin did it with, with like stuff in the kitchen and then Belle threw us out. <laughs> 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 well, he's got to learn some way. Yeah, he does. Anyway, um, the point being is, you do that with certain liquids, it, um, it, it makes them... Uh, do stuff that they otherwise wouldn't do again like uh, it changes the properties of them basically it's like putting it under um, pressure consistently changes the huh. properties okay huh so it gets really stressed and just has you know like emotional changes in a way it's sort of like the same <laughs> principle as churning milk Oh yeah, it's just like right. cheese is just like angry milk, really, isn't it? It's just a stressed milk. That actually makes a bunch of sense. No, yeah, it yeah, yeah, I can see that. Sure. Clausen, who actually did grow up in like a vaguely um, <laughs> rural setting, <laughs> is short circuiting slightly at the moment. <laughs> I remember milk. Uh, I remember milking cows and churning butter. I don't know if the cows were real. I I honestly don't know. I yeah, I mean, all the people were real. Not all the people. Enough of the people for it to be frightening were real. What if the cows were just people who thought they were cows? Why would you say something like that? (laughs) Why would you? Why would you say that to uh, to any of us? But like, especially to Shanti. If I'm honest, that that was. Do you remember being that was basically a crime, (laughs) Scamper? Don't there remem- are- <laughs> I don't remember being a cow. She frowns for a moment, thinks. I do remember. I do feel like I I do have a few memories of cow or milk or butter related things I feel like that's often enough that maybe there were some real cows in there mm. okay that, that's something that, that's good I mean I know that we were eating that we must have been eating food you must have been eating something right surely 
Because... Then let's hope there were cows there. Like, shaper of will, not magically make people not eat for fucking years. Like, it's not... It's That doesn't extend to that power. Yeah. You still have to feed people. Well, this got... This got strange. Yeah, next That week. never normally happens. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Today's been so normal other than that. You... Move swiftly on uh, to the next move. Swiftly on to the next room. Uh, I will say that um, Good move. this room you can just see through the door beyond uh, sight of the huge vat that you spotted from the tool shed. So you are at the uh, so, so you appear at the stuff. penultimate of the uh, uh, of the room still to investigate now. Um, this room also contains a huge, uh, I want to distinguish it from being a vat, uh, and call it a tub, um, because, uh, 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 because it's, uh, has a slightly different shape, but it is essentially a huge circular tub, a little more than 10 foot in diameter, uh, made of white stone. It has a very obvious activation, uh, glyph on the outside. And the inside is covered with uh, sort of gigantic style uh, spell glyphs, uh, which you can just make out through a huge pile of dull silvery rocks. Hmm. So it's just like a vat of rocks. Big old vat of rocks. Rocks of rocks. Should I identify what type of rocks they are? Yes, make a nature check. Oh my god, can I try? How much yes. do they know rocks? Do it, yeah. Yeah, make a, make a, uh, essentially, also make a nature check, but with proficiency. It's a rock fact. <laughs> oh, rock fact. Yes. Okay, that's, um, 23. So, nature. Never used my nature skill, it was exciting. Um, that is... Um, what did I roll? The dice has moved. I rolled a 17. That's what I rolled. Mm -hmm. So that's 22. Okay, you are both able to successfully identify this as native tin. Oh. Uh, so this is, these are just big old rocks of pure tin. A tin rock. No, rocks are made of rock, not metal. No, this one's yeah. made of metal. <sighs> You, you get the ore out of rocks. There, there's a, a bunch of Kiranese, um, uh mines uh, that uh, specialise in this stuff. Mm. Underground, there are many rocks. Okay. <laughs> and some of them are made of metal. Yeah, some of them. We got to kind of break them open, like melt them down, and um, what's left is the metal. Yep. Indeed, it's actually uh, uh, it's actually quite surprising that this is um, native tin as opposed to say something like uh, a tin lead, uh, like a, a mixture, uh, like a like a tin ore. Like my mind is giving me galena, but I think that might actually be a, uh, a, 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 a an ore of lead. Sorry, cassiterite. There we go. Hmm. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, so you'd normally expect some like you know, cassiterite would be tin oxide. Um, yep. But this is uh, this is interestingly uh, elemental tin. Ooh. 
It's got that distinctive sort of. Um... My God, D and D geologist, how you doing? It's one of those rare yeah, occasions right. where D and D and rocks come together. Hello, <laughs> hope you're doing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned most of what I know about. Uh, uh, I learned a lot of what I know about alloys and ores from Dwarf Fortress, actually. Uh, way back in the day. So, um, yes, this has the distinctive. You can tell from the um, from the particular sheen, the way that it's like the the way that it's a little dull, the, like the specific color and honestly, just the feel of it as well. This it this is t- yeah, this ain't silver, and I think this is tin. Mm. Well, hooray, tin! Hooray, um, you have struck tin. I just wonder what it's doing here. Yeah, the other question is, why would one want a big vat with lots of tin in it and some spells? What what can you do with that? Am I missing something? Is there a thing you can do with that? Well, I don't, I don't know if know. it's I don't know if it's um like uh, a component for spell casting, but I know that there are various different um, uh, metallurgical applications of it. Like what? Tell us about the things. I want to know the science. This is where my out-of-character knowledge is uh, outstripped by my in-character knowledge. In terms of what it would have been used for at this period in history that, like, Corzin would know about... Okay. Um, probably uh, it would have been used to make various different types of tools. It would have been, um, I don't know if it would directly have been used in shipbuilding, possibly by the time you get more metal components on ships, but, mm. I would like you to... I mean, pewter, actually. Pewter, yeah, uh, yeah would be, um, uh, an application that's, um... Uh, Pewter is absolutely one of the big uses. Um, Just on the off chance, if you want, you can make a history check here. I will. Okay, that's a 14. There is... You're not 100% sure what it's like. like You you think of basically most of the uses that have come up. uh, very uh, Very much used for... Like pewter is one of the uh, the main uses that comes uh, comes to mind. Uh, a cop also uh, used in bell making, mm-hmm. uh, alloyed with copper. Um, well, yeah, there's probably some of that in the ship's bell. Yeah. Uh. Um, uh. Weirdly, pipe organs. Are uh, uh, tend to be made from a mix oh, of, uh, of hadn't tin and that. lead. Yeah. Um, there's all right. The big organs they they put in churches. The the, the, the big tubes that um, are part of them. They're, they're made out of tin. And there's something else that's, and it's it's on the edge of your mind, and you cannot actually think of what industry it's used for. But you do remember that molten lead has the bizarre property of being extremely flat. Huh. It loses it when it when it hardens, uh, like when it um, uh, basically it loses it one uh, like uh, while cooling uh, to a degree. Like it, you know, if you just let it harden, uh, it's uh, the, there's more of a chance of it of the surface getting rough again. But while molten, 
especially, tin creates a, a, a very, very flat surface. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Corson would, would relay this um, and say, well, do you think that, well, maybe it's been gathered here because it needs to be turned into something else? Like, there's a... There's something that needs to be done that requires it? I have no Maybe. idea. Well, it gets real flat when hot. We've got a way of making it hot and melty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a thing that will spin it around. Oh, it also produces mm. some, some real bad fumes when, <laughs> when heated up. If I remember um, correctly. Probably a good job we're wearing these um, these masks, then. Okay, yeah, no, that's good. Um, I'm glad I'm fogging my eyes up for a good reason. That's, that's nice to know. Uh, what were those big the... round things earlier we, had, we saw? Mm, which th- which oh, things? There were some big round circle things, like it was a felt thing or something. I've forgotten all the details yeah, of them. Yeah, three made oh, right. of oh, oh, wheel-shaped things. Three made of various types of felt, uh, and one made of stone with uh, little slots in it. Oh, the wheelie things. Yeah. Yeah. Do they come into it? Is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, everything. Everything is a might not be at all about the same size, isn't it? Like it's all ten foot. It's gianty, isn't it? There are a number of things that you've seen are. Um, are odd ten foot diameter circles. Yeah. A tower. Make a tower out of all the circles and look really nice. And then burn it. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, pondering this, just to move you along, uh, it, you take a peer into the final room. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is, or potentially it could have been the third room, the second or third room you'd looked into if you carried on from the t- tool shed, because you can see the tool shed just beyond. Uh, the last room has a huge vat in it, uh, which has a mixture of powders in it. Uh, mostly some sort of off-white coarse grit, uh, and also what looks like little mounds of white powder uh, that are loosely mixed in with it. Uh, you can also see there is a table with uh, with racks of small oxbow uh, shaped bars of what appear to be silver. Oh, hi! Oh, so you could take one of these things and maybe put it in the uh, thing. the machine from the other room. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a crack. Do you think we're meant to make something really shiny? Yes. I mean, that makes sense. We've got all these grip bits. We've got a felt, and we've got a thing that spins a thing real fast. Oh, we also have a beam of light that we might need to reflect. We need to make a mirror. That sounds fun. Is this how you make one? They have silver on the back, don't they? What? Don't mirrors have like a silver back to them? It's what makes them like mirrors rather than just a bit of glass. I cannot explain to you how little I know how things like this work. Well, that's what the um, the ingots of silver here must be for. 
Right. I mean, they fit. It fits in the thing. Should we put one in the thing and press the button and see what it does? Yeah, let's try. Yes. It. All right. You take a bar of a little uh, silver oxbow bar. Uh, go back to the room with the with the big glass sort of vacuum door, uh, and put one into the oxbow shaped slot in the little box at the base. It does indeed fit neatly in. Uh, and you're able to close uh, the, the box, and you said you're going to activate it from there? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe one of us activate it and one of us, the rest of us just stand back a bit, just in case. Sure. Cool. Door open or door closed? Um, oh, this is a horrible decision. <laughs> As in the door to the room. Yeah, yeah, the door to the uh, the, the the glass door dividing the room in half. Oh, okay. Um, uh, maybe maybe we shut that door. Yeah, close the door. Yeah. Seal the door. That seems like a good yeah. idea. Uh, okay, which one of you is pressing the the glyph? I shall press the button. Okay, you press Excellent. the button. Uh, as before, you hear the sort of you hear the sort of vibration coming from the. Uh, from the glass, uh, the you can feel from here the sudden increase in heat from the box. This time, though, when the <laughs> happens, you see as a fine spray of silver vaporizes into the room, covering every surface in a f- uh, in an almost microscopically fine spray of silver. Hmm. Then there is this slow uh, before the uh, room stabilizes again. Uh, this time, the all of the white walls beyond are now covered in an uneven uh, ref- uh, uh, sort of reflective uh, silvery uh, layer. Folks, we right. just invented glitter. Shiny. Okay. It's real shiny. Uh, maybe we need to get the thing that we want to coat in silver first. Otherwise, we just here. coat everything. <laughs> yeah. Which, whilst I like it, is probably not what we're going for, right? No, it's probably not. It doesn't seem to help very much. It was really fun, no, though. No, it was. You're right. Mm. I-, I enjoyed um, it, personally. Should we try and get some tin real thin? Yeah. yeah thin let's, tin. Let, let's see if we can do that. Tin. That sounds fun. We can heat it up and then do something. Cool. All right. How do we make it stay like round? And, how do we make a, a big mirror? Is there any sort of mould or anything we could put it in? Well, the, if the you spin thing. something lots, does it make it round? Yes. Yeah, well, like when you're making broadly. um dough, you spin dough and it goes flat and round. Or like like pottery, yeah. like when people do pottery yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like if we spin a thing lots, can we make a round thing? I feel like in all of our yeah. um how do uh, we contain it? Um so it just Go fly. So we don't just spray ourselves <laughs> with molten tin. Um, <laughs> there, we this, this encounters a real high chance of spraying yourself with molten tin. We could ask it nicely. Yeah. Do you think that would work? Um, no. 
Okay, well, you know, it's worth making the suggestions, <laughs> even the dumb ones. Always worth, we're open to suggestions. Mm-hmm. You know, there are no silly answers. <laughs> I mean, that's the point. Except, if you cast animate objects when on there are, um... <laughs> metal, what, what could you not do with it? <laughs> I'm just going to check the rules and animate objects uh, with regards to liquids. Uh, if there are any that are explicitly stated. Oh I, boy, I have opened the can of worms. I have, I have an instinctive <laughs> answer here. Um, I mean, if that if there's an answer that feels right to you, like I do, but I'm interested in case it come in case one comes up. Uh, one comes up in in the spell wording uh, that creates an even more interesting answer. Okay, uh, having skimmed that, there is no wording on on liquid or va- or vaporous uh, objects. So I'm going to go with the spirit of the rules. In the if an object is basically if an object is um, insufficiently like has it. Has a low enough viscosity that <laughs> it would that if you pick up half of if you like grab a bit of it the rest of it will not follow. Okay, uh, so Newtonian fluids yeah. are not going to work. Right. Yeah, Newtonian cool. fluids uh, will not work for animate objects. Uh, Non-Newtonian you, fluids, hell yeah. <laughs> yes, you could pick it. You could definitely grab, you know, some gank. Uh, right. You're saying I can animate custard. Yeah. Scamp's best day ever. Uh, so long <laughs> as the custard stays in one lump. A custard oh, lump. Thick custard. <laughs> like very I, thick custard. I used to throw custard at my brother because if you get a bit of custard powder and liquid and water and then <laughs> roll it into a ball, like the pressure keeps it in a ball and then you throw it at someone and it hits hard and then it mm. melts on them. Like cornstarch. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's the yeah. same stuff. It's, that's what is in the custom mix. It's mm. great. It's really fun for throwing at people. It's mm. basically cornstarch and, and sugar, isn't it? Um, Basically. Yeah. And I think and like powdered powder. egg, maybe? Yeah. 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 Uh, a lot of times the custard powder doesn't. No, oh, fair. Maybe it, maybe it's it. just yellow. That's mm. that's fair. Um, but yes, the, 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 the answer is that if you had a giant... Uh, like ball of custard, uh, you could pick it up and throw it, and you would basically at the at that point the object would probably count as destroyed, uh, when it's splattered. However, great day though. Uh, yes, you can't uh, you cannot animate Newtonian fluids with the animate object spell. A shame. You could animate something <laughs> capable of carrying Newtonian fluids though. <laughs> Is there anything that looks like we could make? We could get like a mould to keep it in. Let's have a look at the... Um... Like the bucket. Although the bucket, what's the bucket? It... How flat was the bottom of the bucket of the, um, um, the tub it was in? Uh, so, uh, if we're talking about the tub, uh, uh, the huge circular... Uh, so the 10 foot diameter uh, it's tub of white stone full of, of, uh, of, ro- uh, of tin rocks uh quite is the bottom flat uh quite flat not perfectly flat um like it is it is stone so it's got a a, like and when i say stone um this stone it's more like uh 
like granite, but not perfectly polished granite. Um, so you know, it's not uh, like like not perfectly smooth, quite smooth, quite yeah. flat. Hmm. Okay, but it's um, not like convex or concave. No, no, it's just textured. Uh, I would also say that uh, I'm just going to state this outright. I don't think that Scamp would necessarily know this, but the he- the bucket, uh, <laughs> apparently spelt bouquet, pronounced bucket uh, <laughs> that you have, uh, is essentially is essentially a ceramic bucket mm. uh, of the white ceramic type that you're likely to find in a modern day laboratory. Um, uh, okay. Would any of the wheels be usable as molds? Uh, so the probably wheels, not, but it's the uh, first the round wheels, thing I thought of. Yeah, so the Good wheels thought. don't have uh, lips on the side of them. Mm-hmm. Um, though uh, the only thing that it, so things that are ten foot diameter and have lips on the side of them, as it were, are well technically not that kind of lips, but it's a funny image. Yeah, there is well technically one of the huge buckets does. Uh, the huge, the the biggest one. Um, I guess technically the huge vat full of mi- various powder, uh, full full of mixed powder. Uh, the tub full of le- uh, the tub full of uh, tin rocks, and that's it. So yeah, the tub of tin, the tub currently full of tin rocks, is the one with the obvious lip. What do we hmm. think? Do we want to try just heating it up and then letting it cool and like see if it makes the a big old shape that we can then use? Yeah, worth a try. Also, um, let's have a look at, uh, back in the uh, the first room to see if there are any tools that might help us. All right, you head out and do okay. that. All right, so you head uh, back round to the tool shed. Uh, and I think at that point, uh, and you know what, this seems like a good point for me to give us a recap uh, in brief of everything we found thus far. So, starting in the centre of this tower, where you've got the big old pillar of deadly light ah. uh, that you put over. Uh, I hate uh, it. I hate it. Yep, that charred um, causing spilling pin where you put it put a little bit in uh then going from the atrium uh around just remind you you've got the airlock room with the that you can vaporize silver in um the big old pillar of uh, of fire um the spinny circular table with spikes on it uh that has the off button underneath it a tub of white stone full of lead rocks which also has an, uh, an on-off uh, glyph you found. A vat with a mixture of off-white and white powders, as well as a bunch of bars of silver, uh, in ox- uh, oxbow-shaped bars of silver. And finally, the tool shed with various different tools, buckets of white ceramic, and a series of giant felt wheels and one white stone wheel. Oh, and of course... All of the gas masks that you're currently wearing, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> including Jeffrey. We shall not be talking like this anymore because that will just be kind of annoying for people listening. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> die if we do the whole podcast <laughs> like that. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
that. No. I'm yes. I might imagine that's how we sound. Yes. <laughs> or, you know, just listen to this entire episode from here on out, like, w- with a pillow over the speaker or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hide in your house and leave the yeah, episode right. on. Yeah. And see how it sounds, <laughs> is what we're saying. All right. <laughs> So, uh, you currently have... I mean, obviously, Scamp currently has their bucket. Uh, their they do, that they're very attached to. Their ceramic bucket. It's um, my bucket, you can't have it. If anyone takes it, I'm going to be upset. I have no desire for that bucket, but you can keep shouting that every now and then if it makes you feel happy. <laughs> There's it like does. six other buckets. Yes, but that one's This special. is my bucket. That is, in fairness, the bucket is about this one's mine. actually conveniently sized, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's one over there that's just, like, thimble-sized. Hmm. It's tiny. That's adorable. Is it, what is that, like a bucket for pixies? <laughs> yes. Maybe you just need a yes. really small amount of something in it. Mm. That's true. I don't think we should give pixies buckets. Then why not just put a small amount in a bigger bucket? No, I don't think they should have buckets. They'll they get, get ideas. Mm. Fucking they pixies. Will. Hmm. Bastards. Oh, I forgot you'd encountered pixies. Oh, we, we did. Fuck <laughs> like a whole week. Ah, uh, the great forest of mead, man. No, the trees and it wasn't that great. The trees and the elk. The elk yeah. and the pixies. So much elk. Little. <laughs> Dolls of you and sticking pins in them, and the trees and the elk and the pixie. That uh. <laughs> guy was fucking boring, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, this is victory of um, of the bits of your uh, <laughs> adventures you recounted. That was you didn't go on about that one at length, but I could feel it went on about for some time. I mostly remember not shitting oh, for like a month, Weeks. to be honest. <laughs> like, oh, have you ever only eaten meat for like a month? No. Don't do it, it's bad for you. I know, I live on a ship, we frequently get fruits and vegetables. Well, there aren't any in the Great Forest of Mead Mare. Or if there are, we weren't good at foraging. I, I was going to say, it's a forest, I assume there'd be vegetables. Well, there's fuck all except elk, mate. Right. It was the wrong time of year for it. Like, it, dead of winter. That you know, the old leaf here and there. So. <laughs> we've got a bunch of tools and materials. Yep. Uh, what do you want to do with it? Um, we want a mirror. We want we to make want a mirror. We want a mirror. I think, don't we? But I don't know how we get from this to a mirror. Um, I mean, okay. Well, we know so silver. Yes. We're no real smooth. Silver. Does it need and glass? Rocks. Mirrors have got yeah, glass, it, haven't they? Do they have to like have a, glass? It's a uh, a sheet of glass over the front part of it. Okay, the... so how do we get a sheet of glass? Glass is sand, isn't it? Is any of this stuff sand? Let's have a look. Is the vat of powder, is that sand? Uh, okay, so anyone who would like to can make... Uh, sand and please check. let me know which, which one you're <laughs> using. Uh, nature, uh, alchemist tools, if, uh, uh, alchemy, if you, have, uh, uh, if you have any experience with alchemist tools. Uh, oh, I don't think Arcana actually would cover this. I think we're into... Yeah. Oh. Mm. 
And I don't think any of you have experience with glass making. Absolutely not. Uh, nature. Nah. Yeah, so, I'll go with nature. I'll have a look at, I'll have a look at the nature. Um, Eleven. <laughs> okay. Nineteen. I don't think this is what I Celestia mean, shines yeah. best at, to be honest. Ooh. Eighteen. Eighteen. It's no. not bad. So I've thrown fire at enough things in enough circumstances that I must have made glass by accident. Ah. <laughs> Bearing in mind that you are currently you're explicitly currently all wearing the gas masks. Um, yep. how do you yes. how do you interact with the powders to determine what they are? Are, we, are there any gloves? Can we wear gloves? Yes. Yes, there yeah, are given indeed. that there were gloves in the previous place. Uh, there were gloves in the previous place. Uh, there are also um, some thick uh, gloves in the tool shed uh, that are kind of like cloth gauntlets. They seem to be made of a similar material to some of the one of the felt wheels. Hmm. My instinct I would like is... to put some of the powder... In a in a, like a one of the ceramicy hmm. containers, and then I'm going to throw fire at it and see if it makes glass. That's more fun than what I was thinking. Do that from a distance. <laughs> okay, so you I want... just wanted to have a look and see if it looked like the beach or not. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so you got one Aww. of you. One of you is is looking. One of you pew, pew. is. Putting some in a bucket uh, in a ceramic thing and fire and shooting fire at it. Uh, Corzin, how are you examining uh, these? Corzin is gonna like if the um if the powder is just sort of like in a big container, he's gonna yeah. um take a actually he'll take one of his uh knives, just sort of dip it in the uh, the end, take a small uh, amount out, inspect it, see like. How fine is it? Does it look like sand that he's seen on a beach? Is it clearly something else? What's the sort of um, uh, granular nature of it? Okay. So, uh, Celestia, with your 11... I'm literally uh, just going, does that look like on the beach or not? <laughs> some of it... Yeah, there's, this is this looks like sand. Uh, and it's probably mixed in with like a couple of other like really fine white sands? Or... Something. I think it's sand, and also really fine sand. Um, That's my take on the be. situation. Do yeah. with it what you will. Let's uh, have a look. Okay, <laughs> so causing. Bear in mind, you're not really getting any. You're not getting much in the way of smell because you're wearing a, a sand, a, a gas mask here. But yeah. examining it visually and looking it through, there's there's actually two different types of white powder in here. Uh, so first of all, the off-white grit is quite coarse it's definitely sand it just just looks like honestly quite pure sand um All right. like reasonably pure uh, pure sand uh such as you might get by grinding down sandstone uh or carefully sifting it from a beach hmm. um you can also tell that there are two, the other two powders both white and both fine, but with slightly different granularities to them. Hmm, okay. Uh, one, just because you've recently been looking at it, yeah. you would almost say, you'd say is the same sort of granularity and appearance as the, uh, as kind of like the, the, the baking soda uh, from the other. Okay. One, one is even finer. 
Oh, like um, icing sugar sort of fine? Yeah, and it, and, it, and it gets in the, like, you can see it, like, very easily make small little clouds in the air. Like, it's, it's quite light. It's a slightly grayer sort of powder. Um, perhaps, fortunately, you are not breathing in uh, either of these in, thanks to these, uh, thanks to the gas mask. Yeah, I mean, Corzin will have come across enough poisons in his time, he wasn't going to handle this with bare hands. Yeah. Um. Uh, scam. Yeah, this totally Phew. looks like uh, like sand and probably some other stuff. Uh, how much? What size of bucket do you want to put this in, and how much fire do you want to use in it? Um. Hmm. Like a slightly larger than my bucket bucket. <laughs> And I'm not a huge amount in there, and I'm going to use Firebolt. Okay, so you... uh... So I'm doing it from a slight distance as well, just in case it explodes. That may well be a wise decision. Um, (laughs) So this is... This this is a... uh, Okay, so (laughs) this is... Jason does a quick chemistry check. Uh, about one and a half Roll well. Science! Because I know. Ah, what a fine day for science. Fire Because I. You got that reference? You're old. Because I know what this. Okay. No, it's fine. It's. It is not itself, I think, flammable. Yeah, you're not you're not currently mixing it with anything that would cause it to react in that way. So you should flammable. be fine. This is you're uh, not convincing me. It's it's explicitly in a dry state, not combustible or flammable. Hmm. Okay. Good. So, um, does it melt? <laughs> hmm. Well, that's indeed the question. So, with the uh, you basically scoop some out with a with a slightly bigger uh, uh, sort of. If you've got a bucket-sized one, this is more like a small vat. Like um, you could, weirdly, the size that's coming to my mind is like like a cradle, like a cradle you'd put a baby in, sort of size, or like a small wash tub. Um, so you scoop some uh, so, uh, some uh, sa- uh, some sand and powder out, and you fire uh, one firebolt at it. Roll damage. Ooh. Um, where's my firebolt gone? That is twenty-four. Cool. Uh, wow, firebolts are, are, are spicy. Um, so a fun thing about this level, yeah. I mean, it's 3d10, so it can be anywhere between 3 and 30, so. It's a fun thing about Firebolt as a spell, um, because it's not a heat ray. It's like a little blast of flame that is shot at high speed. So implicitly, uh... For that to be possible, you're essentially conjuring flammable gas. You must be conjuring some amount of flammable gas 
mm. setting it on fire and then propelling the gas uh, forwards. Um, because, again, it's it's firebolt, it's not a heat ray. Uh, we don't often get into the chemistry of how magic works here, but in this case, I'm going to assume, based on convenient local materials, that the spell is to some degree probably separating out you know, hydrogen from local atmospheric water. I've yeah. actually never thought about that, and that's fun. Yeah, creating yeah. a small a small <laughs> pocket of hydrogen gas, setting it on fire, and then uh, uh, and then propelling it forwards. Yeah. Um, also science. The reason I'm thinking about this is that, therefore, firebolts have a little bit of mass. Huh. Um, or at least a little imply, you know, provide a little bit of force, as much force as say firing a small, uh, you know, a small, uh, uh, like a small bubble of flaming uh, <laughs> of combusting uh, hydrogen gas would. Right. Which yeah. does mean that you knock up a bit of the powder uh, as it blasts, uh, uh, as you blast it. But not a huge amount. Um, she's just going to check the baking soda. Yep, also not flammable or com- combustible. In its current dry state, you're good. <laughs> um, so this does not... Uh, so contrary to other powders that you've... Uh, sort of puffed into the air and then have caused small explosions. This one does not. Instead, uh, what you get is an intense uh, but brief heat, uh, a flash of heat that when the uh, of heat and light that when it passes, you can see there is almost like a starburst of slightly dirty. Um, slightly incomplete uh, and erratically made uh, glass flicked with sand. And Hooray! Hmm. That was fun. So we can make glass with this stuff. Just, I mean, not like this, obviously, but we've got a big old heat thing there, don't so we? So we have... We can probably melt some yeah, up. Yes, so we have... Um... You also now have an, an artistic little uh, weird glass blast star. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's pretty. So we have sand in this one, and these two other ones with the kind of finer white parodies in. I I wish I'd paid more attention to um, uh, to the glass blowers in the uh, the town, but I, I think from um, what little I remember is that Sometimes you've got to add other stuff to um, uh, to sand when you melt it so that it, like, melts evenly. And you can uh, get something you can actually work with rather than um, all the various different uh, pieces of it melting at slightly different times because they're slightly different sizes. Indeed. When you what look if you at just stuck them under of... a really big hot thing? Sorry? If it was, like, hot enough, though, wouldn't they all just go push? Like that big glowy death ray. Yeah, but like think of it in the sense of um, if you've got a candle, you can mm. um, uh, you can melt a spoonful of butter and you can melt a vat full of butter. It's just going to take a uh, a lot longer, right? Yeah. Yeah, but if you throw them both into an inferno, they're both going to go away immediately. Depends how hot it is, but yeah. 
it's actually worth noting when you look at the little starburst, um, it's not all clear. Like some of it, uh, as you kind of brush a bit off, is just because there's a lot of sand stuck in it. But some bits of it are like slightly, I mean, some bits of it are just black. Uh, some bits are slightly greenish. Other bits are clear. Hmm. So we do need to do, sort it out, do we? Yeah, because otherwise it, it's um, but it, it won't be um, uh, fully clear or um, even to work with, and you you, you don't want the uh, the surface of a mirror to be all lumpy bumpy. That would that would make uh, It'd be a rubbish mirror, wouldn't it? It wouldn't work as a mirror. Yeah, but we can. <laughs> And we couldn't just sand it down. Because uh, we've got this big old spinny thing and this felt stuff. Yeah, I think that's more for polishing it rather than sanding it, but similar principle, I suppose. Oh, it's time for a... It's time for a shanty skills check. Ooh. <laughs> Can shanty make mirrors? Uh, Shanty explicitly does not have glass making knowledge. I just wanted to check uh, check if she has. Okay, apparently she has average. Uh, uh, I guess metalworking experience. Um, <laughs> Jason probably knows more about metalworking than Shanty does. <laughs> uh, yes. I would say yours is becoming above average. Jason's been doing metalworking oh, no, as a hobby. I'm definitely oh. an average. Uh, I don't think the average amount of metalworking knowledge is that much, yeah, so I think like, you I'm, are slightly I, I, above I am, average. I am average for an amateur. <laughs> is, I think for a person, knowing about metalworking, you are above average. Yeah. Um, but... The point is, like, yeah, average enough to know this. Uh, Shanty point uh, comes in. I mean, um, I remember like sanding and polishing things, and they're, they're kind of the same thing. It's just how fine your grit is. Right. And we've got some different gritty bits, haven't we? So, I suppose we can make the glass out of some of this stuff and. Like sand it and polish it up with the other bits. Maybe. Is a mirror just glass? No, it's also got a silvery bit, which is what we need that vaporizing room yeah, for. Yeah, if you think the front right. part of a mirror is is glass, and the actual like reflective bit is what's underneath the glass. I was going to say because windows are just glass. Yeah. And they're not mirrors. Yeah. No, they do. They're not to like state the obvious, but you but, need something yeah. behind them. Yeah. Yeah. So. We need a big old flat surface, uh-huh. which we've got a big old round thing, don't yeah. we, somewhere. There's... And then we need to cover that in silver, mm. make that all shiny, and then put glass over the top and make that all smooth and shiny? Is that how do we do so this? So it reflects as much light as possible, yes. That, that... Where's a spinny bit yeah. with the spikes come into it? I think we can use that for sanding and polishing, can't we, if we put the felt on top? Yeah, yeah like, I feel um... like that must work, mustn't it? Okay, this is um, we, yeah. out of character Sam knowledge uh, coming in here. Like, <laughs> yes. Would there be a um, uh, a seventeenth or seventeen hundreds equivalent of like a lathe? Yes, there's in fact the lathe. Yeah, lathes have been around a long yeah, time. Lathe. Okay. The, the spinny wooden one that you make chair legs. On. Yeah, oh, I, it, I actually, now that you said you make chair legs on it, I know what it is. Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a motorised, or well, these days it's motorised, yeah. but back then it would have probably mm. been hand cranked 
thing that you used to... Yeah, the hand cranked foot pedal. It was like a foot pedal that you had because you needed your hands to be moving the wood. Yeah, my brain Um, literally only does pictures most of the time. (laughs) So if you say, oh, there's a spinny thing, what you make, chair legs with, I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, the, like, early lathes were basically, like, turn with one hand, you know, use your carving tool with the other, then someone put a foot pedal in so, so that you could do or you know you just had like an apprentice yeah <laughs> turning <laughs> like a spit spitting it <laughs> yep so actually then how causing would the lathe dates back to 1300 BC yeah. okay so how causing would then um uh express this would be all right so that little turntable thing if we're yeah. Using, friend. yeah, if we're using that to um, uh, to, to sand and polish the uh, the surface so that it's nice and even. Yep. Uh, are the spikes to hold the thing in place so that it doesn't just fly off? I mean, to be fair, if you or put to hold the felt in, mm, if you put a bit of felt on I a table know. that spins without spikes on it, you are just going to have yeah. felt not on a table very quickly. Yep. So I feel um, that would make sense. Before we do this, am I allowed to have a sit on the table and we turn it on and see how far I fly? Um, or is this a terrible It's got spikes on it, but if you can oh. think of a way to not get spikes, then sure, man. Go off. Like, I can't think of how to not get spikes. Well, maybe I mean, like, we could just, we could just spike you on there. Them. <laughs> Give you a little healing potion after, it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go have a look at our, bi- our big round flat thing. Because we've got a big metal flat thing, haven't we, that we think is going to be our base. Is that right? Uh, where's the big metal flat thing? Uh, so, currently, big metal flat thing. Uh, so, right now... Did we have that? Or did we just say we had to make... We might have some rocks. Have, yeah, you don't have a big metal flat thing. You we've... have a vat full of lead rocks. That's the bit that I've missed out of the description. Lead rocks. Tin, sorry, not lead. Okay. Very specifically tin. Let's go shove those under the big glowy light. And make them go hot and melty melt. And then, like... Okay, I'm just going to give you a description again of that. Yeah. Uh, it is a 10 foot uh, diameter in the centre, uh, like it, it, internally, uh, tub of uh, white stone. Uh, the interior is ringed with glyphs uh, in gigantic uh, uh, that appear to be magical in nature. Uh, there is one uh, sort of on switch type glyph on the outside that you have not pressed. Uh, you can see that that it probably does have a somewhat flat base uh, at the bottom of it, but it is currently full of dull, silvery rocks. What is wrong with us? Why have we not pressed it? I have to go press the on switch. I too would like to press it. Let's go press the button. Both of you roll initiative and let's see who gets the on switch first. (laughs) Do we have a competition? No, Corson is going to be preemptively opening his um, healer's kit. Oh, damn. I've rolled a 21. I never roll well on initiative. Oh, I'm pretty sure you've got me beat, but I can't remember what my initiative is because my memory's a sieve today. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, at, at yep, that, that you base win. Roll. Congrats. Yeah. 
You rush in to, gr- uh, to grab it, but Scamp is just that little bit faster. Scamp, oh, you tap the button. glyph, it glows, and with a sort of sound, uh, all of the glyphs inside the tub start glowing as well. Interestingly, uh, the glyphs uh, only go halfway up the interior of the tub. They clearly, there's a point at which they sort of end. Um, but the glyphs start glowing with a sort of dull orange light, and you immediately feel the room get a lot hotter. Uh, (laughs) It takes a few minutes, uh, but uh, unlike your your, uh, firebolt spell, uh, this, this very much is a heat ray. You, you watch as the dull uh, silvery rocks slowly get a little shinier and then a little shinier Ooh, shiny. uh, and a little bit smoother hmm. and then start pooling at the bottom uh, and over the uh, and it's, it's pretty quick actually like you know it takes about three to four minutes. Um, but you watch as the little uh, tin rocks melt, uh, flow, and then pool together, rising, uh, and the level sort of rises up as they uh, uh, as they uh. melt uh, until when until uh, at a point when all of the rocks have melted, um, there is a perfectly flat. Uh, surface of tin like if you got a spirit level mm. uh, and it didn't immediately catch fire if you rested <laughs> if you rested Get it a on fireproof the tin, spirit level. Um, yeah. or crack or anything it would just be like it would be that that bubble would be right in the middle excellent um it is possibly one of the most like smoothly level surfaces you've ever seen I mean, like, kind of looks like a mirror. Yeah, yep. not like a finished one, but you know. I mean, it's it's actually astonishingly like you know, it's not perfect. It's um slightly, it's a maybe a little less reflective uh, than the kind of mirrors you're used to. But it's there's a there's a certain amount of reflection that's coming from just the fact of how damn flat it is. Yeah. So, progress. I guess the question is, how do we get hot glass onto it without making this a little bit melty too? And how do we get it out of this thing? Well, is there a um, um, uh, something we can pour it into so it um, it, it spreads out and remains um, evenly flat? Oh... Uh... Annoyingly. I think this is the only thing that's the right sort of shape, isn't it? This does indeed appear to be a perfectly round uh, 10 foot diameter tub. Alright, hear me out. If we turn it off now, Mm. the the heat bit, we'll be able to tip it out when it cools. Yeah. That's worth a try. Possibly. Turn it off. Alright, let's turn it off. You turn it off. I mean, we can always heat it back up again, right? True. <laughs> yeah, yeah you turn it idea. off. Uh, I will say it takes it takes a little longer to cool until it's solid again. Mm. So you're probably left waiting closer to uh, to twenty minutes. This is, mm. um, but I mean, it becomes 
it becomes reasonably solid again quite quickly. Hmm. Um, it just it just obviously is still hot for a little while. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. Here is where I need to double check a thing uh, because I know that this is perfectly flat while it's uh, while it is molten. Uh, what I'm not sure is whether the uh, whether cooling it changes that whether yeah. it stops being uh, perfectly uh, perfectly flat uh, when you have uh, when you cool it. I think it mm. might. I'm just I'm literally just re- loading up my reference again to check. Okay. Uh, ooh, it. Does I think it does? Okay, so interestingly, when it as it cools, um, something interesting happens. The tin, I mean, it gets a little bit, you know, it gets a little bit less shiny, but you notice that there's that something about the surface just doesn't seem as perfectly flat as it was. When it was molten. Well, like the, it's like it's still shiny. It's still reflective, but it's not as shiny and reflective. Well, not all mirrors are really, really hot. So how does this work? (laughs) Okay. um, Well, I suppose we could try polishing it up and all that. Or maybe it's layers. Is it because it's cooling weirdly? Do we need to cool it all at once? Was there a cool? Or will that just make it get real cross and like spit molten metal at us? Mm. Well, what if we were uh, to? What uh, about what? Well, hang on, out of character for a second. What did yeah. the airlock room? We figured out what that did, and I can't remember. So the airlock room, you discovered. Uh, you, you've theorized, although you've not put anything in there to uh, to test it. You've not gone in because it would be insane. You've theorized uh, from the way it's reacted that it t- turns the other side into a vacuum. And then, if you put one of those little silver ingots uh, into into the container, it superheats it, and then it sprays a fine sil- mist of liquid silver, just mm. vaporized yeah, silver. We did do that bit yeah. across the in- <laughs> anything, of, everything in that room. Rain. What about the crazy silver spray room? Would that make it stay flat? I really well, don't know how can't... anything works. <laughs> We can't put this in it because it's too big. You've got to slot it in the thing that's the right size for the silver. Yeah, and what, um, what if you... I think it, this, that'll be good for coating this with silver, but we kind of want it a bit flatter for Yeah, if we were to like, sand this uh, this down now so it was um, uh, nice and flat again and then coat it with silver. Do you think that'll work? I guess we'll try to see if we can sand it down. Hmm. And if that doesn't work, we'll just heat it up again and see if we can cool it down differently so that it stays flat. Yeah. How do we get it out of the tub? Well, now it's cooled. It's a little bit... It's gotten smaller from the edges, so it won't stick as much, right? Yeah, are there any tools in the um, uh, the tool shed that might help us? Uh, okay, so interestingly, there are some tools uh, in the tool shed, I'm going to say, uh, including some, like, uh, some little round things that... Uh, Sort of, essentially, they're more—they're almost like grabbers with sort of um, curved 
very thin curved edges that you could use to like uh, press down and like uh, around something round and circular okay. uh, and pull it out in. The grabbers, interestingly, are like the edges of the grabbers are quite thin though. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that for comparison, uh, the grabbers are clearly built to lift something that is no thicker than no thicker than an inch maximum. Okay. Uh, maybe even like two centimeters. And how uh, thick is this metal material that we've got currently? You think that the bath of uh, the the tin bath that you've essentially created. <laughs> is probably closer to, like, three or four inches deep. Okay. So you could use... Hmm. Yeah, so if you have... if uh, So you could, use, you, you could use it to lift, like, a small layer of something okay. that is the right size off this. Um, but you'd have to, like, dig into the tin somehow and then separate it, which wouldn't... Which seems... Now that you look at it, it seems impractical. Hmm. Yeah, we can't really just chop it up like a sausage, can we? Well, that's what I want to do. Mm. Um, I think I could make it move. Maybe. How big is this in terms of? <laughs> is this huge or? This is indeed a size? huge. Oh. How do you this... animate an object that's liquid? <laughs> if you well, it's not liquid right well, now. It ain't liquid now. Uh, technically, <laughs> I guess the whole tin, uh, the whole tin plug, uh, right now is would be it's both wide it's, t- it's 10 foot wide but it's, it's fairly thick if it was thinner it would be a large object but wide, i'm going to say that it's currently plug. because of the thickness uh it just crosses <laughs> maybe into huge okay actually well, no 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 huge, huge would be it plus the plus plug. the vat uh, the vat which, uh, as far as you can tell, is just like built into the floor. So, yeah, it's a large object. And a large, wide safe plug. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so I could I can move this. No That's shit. Not a problem. I literally forgot you could do that. If I'm honest. <laughs> so the question really is: Do we need it to be thinner? Is there a good reason for it to be thinner other than moving it, or? Well, the tools that we have access to can only um, move things that are about and causing holds his fingers yes, about an inch apart. Darling, that's that's sort yeah, of the we point. We don't need to use those. That if we don't need, if if all it is is moving it with the tools, Scamp can move it without the tools, so it doesn't really matter. Oh right, in which case. Hmm. So, is there a reason for it being thin that isn't related to moving it? Just. Ease of transport, I suppose, but if you can literally Again, just animate same thing. it, yeah. <laughs> so, shall we try coat like smoothing it down and see if we can do that? Yes. Yes, let's try that. So we're right, going to smooth um, it and then cover it in silverweird. Is that the plan? Yeah, I think so. Right. But I guess the first question is, the next question is, are we attaching? it to the felt or are we attaching the felt no are we attaching the felt to the spinny thing or it to the spinny thing which one's getting attached that's a really good question i feel like the felt will be easier because it'll go on the spikes yeah whereas this and doesn't if I can hold up the thingamajig or it can hold itself up then that's kind of all right is it looking yeah. at 
looking at the turntable device, does it look like it's built to take the the weight of a large metallic object, or does it look like it's the the um, polishing part of this apparatus? I mean, yeah, it looks sturdy. It probably could take the weight of a large metallic object, mm. um, like how you attach it, weight. Mm. Uh, but it does indeed have a series of like six foot, uh, six inch spikes on it. Six foot. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Fell. This poor little piece of felt just perched on the top of these six foot spikes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess let's let's skewer the the felt onto the spiky fellas. Yeah, but like I felt like it it go on spikes and stay there, right? Yeah, should do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. let's try that. So you get one of the big. Uh, so you so you get one of the felt uh, three felt um, uh, wheels. In fact, you... Is there any difference between them? Like, is there, there any one is. that would be better for this? Uh, they appear to be made of three different materials. Uh, you're not really oh. sure exactly what the different what the materials are, but they are three different levels of fineness. Hmm. Okay. Let's start with the the. The roughest? Yes. Is that yeah. right? Yes, start rough, get smoother. Okay, you take the oh. coarsest uh, felt. I don't uh, know why wheel. that made me laugh, but it did. Same. <laughs> For no reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you impale it on the spikes. Um, Jeffrey uh, uh, scrabbles under the uh, under the turntable. Uh, turn hmm. Should it be wet? Button. I feel like water's involved somewhere. <laughs> Well, water would be the last step to get rid of all of the uh, the tiny little particulates. Um, I, That's a good word. I will say that in the tool shed, uh, there are indeed some uh, tucked away uh, in the mech. Uh, there are some large uh, jars uh, filled with. Uh, I'm going to say uh, you find uh, investigating them. You find one does appear to be full of water, one appears to be full of some very neat alcohol, mm. and one appears to be full of uh, 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 what appears to be oil. Hmm. Okay. Like mineral um... oil? Yes. Right. It's not more linseed oil. Yeah. I've... Under the circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. <Fair>. <laughs> 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 Um, which which ones do we want? What where do we use oil? Which ones do we use water? What's the, what are we doing? Hmm. Um, oil's hard to get off with water. Yes. Hmm. I don't know if that's helpful information, but I'm just <laughs> thinking about like how those things interact, and I feel like if you want to wash the bits off something with water. But then maybe the oils for like oily, that's not polishing it yeah. after. With that, because if you'd already yes. put oil on it, the water wouldn't necessarily get it off very well. No, but a greasy oily no, mirror. But once once it <laughs> is washed off, the oil creates yum, yum, a yum. fine thin surface above what you've already got there. Is that for the silver to stick to? Does the silver stick to that? Things don't stick to oil. That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I'm gonna say at this point, Shanti, who again has an average understanding of polishing. Oh, the, uh, the Celestia is so is far gonna, under is average. Coming, uh, go like, I mean, 
like it depends on what material you're using like you use water if you're doing like wet and dry sandpaper uh oil's pretty common for for polishing to remove like little bits of grit and dust and stuff right like i'd probably like you could use a bit of oil and then clean it off maybe with a mixture of alcohol or water and like some oh, sort there's of an alcohol like, soap one. or detergent yeah it's like furniture <laughs> polish I have never polished furniture in my I, life, and I never intend to. I mean, I I've, I've not ever uh, owned a piece of furniture that would require it, but, like, yeah, there are some... I have never owned a piece of furniture <laughs> other than this bucket. Does a bucket count? <laughs> um, does my beaded doorway count as furniture? Because if so, I've owned some. Cousin, you literally <laughs> have furniture in your stateroom now. Oh, yeah, no, that... I was about to uh, yeah, but, like, uh, clarify. He has like, people for that. He doesn't yeah. polish it himself because he's the captain. So, <laughs> like that's uh, probably the, the first time he has in his, in his room <laughs> polishing his furniture. That is not what he does. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, in his room polishing his furniture. <laughs> polishing his furniture with his wife. <sighs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this situation turning us all into such dicks? Jason's like, here's a, ke- here's a science puzzle, and we're like, how about we make it awful? Um, like, really often. <laughs> because, right. Ellie, because. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why it's like doing this to all of us, though. We've all been completely insane like the whole time that we've been in this chamber. <laughs> well, an entendre left undoublade is a, is a very sad and tragic thing. It is. <laughs> It is. Okay, this is good. Oh, uh, I'm or Jubilee. Where? What? Anyway, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> All right. So you, um, so you, you, you've got the coarsest uh, bit of uh, of felt on yep. the turntable. It is now spinning. At I think pre- we're doing water first, aren't we? Rate. We're going to use water the first time. Okay. Um, yep. Pour some water on it. Uh, okay, so you've now got uh, you've now got the the wet uh, the wet felt spinning. So you're going to cast mm-hmm. animate Sonky objects mm-hmm. to lift yep. out your um, your tin. Okay, I would like. <laughs> We're going to make it level. <laughs> I hadn't considered that. So I guess your choice of. Um... Oh, it's going to be a choice of dexter of like a dexterity check, or um ah, because this is like how you use your magic essentially. Mm. Mm. So I'm not. This is something that arguably you could use skill for as well. So I'd say a dexterity or arcana. Is there any like? Ball bearings or marbles or anything. I will say that there are Have ball bearings been invented. Yes, I believe so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say that there are, are indeed some sets of uh, ball bearings uh, of essentially you know small steel balls uh, that would serve as ball bearings in in the tool shed. Now this might be an insane thing. So if I've not thought of something, mm-hmm. just you know shoot me the fuck down. But what if we put a ball in the middle of it while you were spinning it, because then if the ball roll starts rolling, you'll know it's not level. That's a good idea, actually. Does that make any sense? Well, on top of the on top of the thing, on top of the metal that would you're the vib- moving around. Yeah, but like, would the like the vibrations from it touching the 
being sanded not move the ball anyway? Maybe, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ways it. to keep it like straight. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the it can just hover. I don't know why it would end up being at a weird angle. Yes, the because, like, why the would it hover perfectly straight rand- randomly? Why are we assuming that's how it works? I don't know. I just, it's never been the- at a weird angle before. It's also lift up. I will also say if we know it. If we know it tends to be level, that's it's fine. But yeah, I, I don't know. But, uh, I, uh, I out of just, character, I don't know if that has to be a conscious thing or not. Uh, is what I was. I thinking. am going to say that Scamp, you've never been in a situation where you've needed to hold an animated object perfectly yeah, level. It's, it's not. It's not telekinesis. I'm not moving it with my mind. I order it to do a thing, and it does the thing. The thing okay, that comes a, interesting. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, different. If than it was mine. telekinesis, that's slightly different because I'm not moving different. objects around. They become creatures, effectively. Mm. Oh, interesting. In which case, I think I need you to do one. Um... Okay, so I'm going to say this is an interesting one then. So you have. Okay, so the distinction I'm going to make is this plug of uh, this plug of, of tin is I've said large, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say that if it were thinner, it would be medium. Mm-hmm. This is relevant because of the difference uh, in dexterity, uh, because a medium okay. animated object has a dexterity of modifier plus one. Um, you are right. This is being done as anime objects, not telekinesis. Are you able to do telekinesis? Um, yes. Yes, because yes. I have a friend. Yes, through friend, you are able to do that. I thought so. That is just, it's, it's something that I'm just checking for comparison. Okay, so I would like you to do one arcana check to determine... How well you imbue this animated um, this animated entity with, uh, with 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 control? Okay. Also, just realise this is up to a minute, so you're going to need to move it quite quickly. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's a. Mm. But. Maybe we've said, we we've said animated object for the first one, so... Telekinesis is longer. Up to you, it's your magic. How long does it take to polish a thing? I don't think I've ever polished anything in my life, to be honest. Um, Susan, you spend a lot of time in I your... I polish your, my boots in the... Quarters, the polishing your furniture. My boots in the army uh, is not the same thing as this. Yeah, um... <laughs> But you've got like weapons, cause, and you've got. Yeah, all right. I, I, I think if you've got something polish. that lasts, um, like if you've got a choice between um, two things and one of them lasts longer, go for that one. It at least gives us options. Worst case scenario, we just um, uh, you just dismiss it early. Okay. Um, so I guess I am gonna have to use the telekinesis. Uh, would that allow you to have more fine control because I think that would be a a factor here oh this is an interesting one I just you do get fine control on objects but how heavy is it yeah so this is an interesting thing I need to find out 
Wow, this is this is this is like old school D and D. You know it. You know you're in old school D and D when you need to find out the weight of lead. Uh, I mean, the atomic weight of lead is probably easy to pick up, but I don't think that's what you want right now, is it? Um, yeah, by, I guess by, like, gosh, we're going to go cubic, cubic feet. Oh, okay. Hmm. Right. So... So this is an interesting one. So I've said that this thing is six inches deep, right? Mm. Yeah. And it's definitely... I mean, it's definitely more than one foot wide... Um, in fact, I've said that it's ten in that it's ten foot in diameter. Okay, so here's the fun. All right, so oh wow, sorry. This is an important. So this is a distinction, right? You can use animate objects uh, because I don't think the weight distinction applies here. Okay. To no, it's animate, it becomes the, its own creature. A, a plug of lead. Um, but you cannot use telekinesis because it weighs more than a thousand pounds yeah i was gonna say like uh, oh this is fuck i meant tin not lead although to be honest i don't think that i think you're still going to run into the problem into the same problem yeah yeah i'm pretty sure tin although, tin's a heavy boy i think uh, tin yeah. yeah i'm reasonably sure that tin is um yeah, tin is lighter than lead, but it's like a cubic foot of tin is still 453 pounds. Yes. Jesus. So. So the point is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, either we make it thinner, or we are using animate objects. Well, can we. <sighs> can. Can we remelt some of it, but use just less material? How we get it back out, though? Mm. Like it's already melted in a lump because we melted a lump, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't. Is there anything we could scoop some of it out with? Like I just. We. I mean, looking well, at this. So the, yeah, you, the we containers are, gonna... are made of the same things. What? So, like, the b- big old m- bowls can hold it. So we could use one of the, some of the buckets, not my bucket, um, while it's molten to scoop some out. That's possible. Yeah. yeah. Take some out with a bucket, friend. I really feel like we are... Yeah, because, like, at this point, it's either we need we need less of the less of the tin or we need something lighter and thinner uh, that we could, uh, we could bring out. So... I'm down for that. Alright. I, I can't think of anything lighter. Now, do we think we're going to burn ourselves horribly if we try and scoop out buckets of, tin, of molten yes, metal tin Yes, but we times? do have the grabby grabby sticks. Yes, I think that's what Could we for. do a grabbing on a bucket and put it in with the grabby sticks? Yes. I'm going to say that there are literally just just sticks that you can use uh, that are actually uh, that are designed to fit around the buckets. 
Um, I press the on button before Celestia can. <laughs> what? I press the on button to melt the, the, the tin again before you get a chance to. Uh, you do. That's just mean. Dart in. It is. It really is. <laughs> the tin melts again. Uh, this, so you get a long bucket on. You get a lot long old ceramic uh, bucket on uh, with it with a sort of long pole mm. that hooks into it. I use prestidigitation to give the on button a sad, accusing face. Oh, mm. no. <laughs> it stares mournfully at you. <laughs> it makes a little sound. It goes, me, me. <laughs> oh, no. It's I such a good thing that I, Ellie, don't have this spell. Can you imagine the shit with, that would have small faces on it oh, yeah. that made sounds? Jason's <laughs> life would be hell. Um. <laughs> okay, you acquire a uh, a bucket full of molten tin uh, interestingly uh when you're not jiggling it around the bucket the, the surface of the bucket also forms a perfectly uh flat surface <gasps> we uh, can make little sand castles out of metal yeah we could actually let's not get distracted <laughs> how would that work but i'm so good at distracting mm. and i guess this we has the buckets indeed... and when they're cold we just tip them out Yes. This has indeed lowered the. Yeah, this does. Can this we does lower the level of the. Purposely do a few different sizes of buckets so that we can make a metal castle. <laughs> <laughs> you said there was a thimble sized one. Yes. Like yes, you can. Sizes. Okay. So this is. This is. This is. This is a brilliant. A uh, way of doing this that I did not anticipate. So you're basically you're taking metal out to get the uh, to get the lead sort of uh, sorry the tin bath mm-hmm. uh, down until it's thin enough that you can lift it. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. And uh, I will say, uh, oh, craft doesn't exist as a skill anymore. Uh, uh, wisdom or intelligence check <laughs> from anyone who wants to lead this for building your 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 castle of tin. Okay. Uh, um, who's got the best wisdom? Is it me? Well, someone's it's someone's got to have a better wisdom than our very low intelligence. I, I got a plus three for wisdom. You. Okay. Oh, it's you. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Mine's zero. Okay. Dad, tell us how to make a metal sandcastle. <laughs> oh, Corson's making the sandcastle. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Corson's so, at least directing um, the sandcastle. Yeah. <laughs> the this is just uh, a straight wisdom roll then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that is a thirteen. It it compares favorably to a sandcastle, mm. uh, in the sense it's 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 a lot harder to like you know poke doors and like windows and so on in because it is literally just metal. Yeah. Um, but it's also tin, so like it casts reasonably well. Like you you have a little difficulty like getting it out of the buckets. Uh, on the top points. of it. <laughs> um, in the bottom of any bucket that Scamp interacts with, there's also another sad face. Me. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> but I will say, after an hour or so of just any bucket tin, that Scamp like looks in or does anything with, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you do get. A you do uh, a, you let the you, know, you turn the, the heat off, let it cool down, and you now have a fairly thin 
Um, but nevertheless intact, uh, set a, a, a circular plate of tin that uh, is quite flat uh, on one side. Like it's very flat on one side, and you, which you believe you could you can uh, fish out with either the grabby tools or with telekinesis. Hmm. It is now just about under a thousand pounds, and you were able to do this. You don't reckon you could get it too much lighter than this, uh, just be- without it, it basically risking bending under its own weight. Mm, yeah. Yeah. This tin is quite a soft metal. Mm. I mean, it okay. might, might not be worth the magic at this point. Maybe we should save the magic. Um, Up to you, though. I mean, you know how many spells you've got. I mean, it's really big. It and is really we're big. we're going to be able to hold it flat? No, we suck. You are right. <laughs> Causing could probably do it on his own, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I think the rest of us are fucking noodle It's arms, ten foot across. I mean, victory, Shanty, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, if either of you are not noodle-armed, you know, let me know. How strong is Shanty? Shanty kind of, like, shrugs and, like, puts up an arm and, like, pulls her sleeve back, does a little does a little thing, and... Oh, Shanty has, like, some muscles on her. Was there a Shanty, bench press you... in your, um, in your, like, uh, student accommodation? Um... <laughs> Shanty, were you fucking ripped this whole time? Excuse me. I mean, I guess I've done a lot of stuff that involved moving and lifting and. Yeah, things. I mean, the shanty that somebody who's not me knew did work out on a regular basis, I guess. Yeah. Shanty has 16 strength. That's actually really impressive. That's, yeah. Holy shit. Impressive. I, I wow. literally just rolled a, a d20 just for the hell of it. This is really not how you should roll your, like, your strength mm. scores, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, Shanti is surprisingly ripped. Yeah. You, one of the one of the muscle motions. Celestia's arms, they're not like nothing, but they're the sort of like tiny, wiry muscles. Yeah. <laughs> Celestia's arms are thinner than mine in real life, which is fun. Hmm. Uh, okay. You carefully remove the, um, the tin, so... Shanty's taking one half. Who's taking the other side? The other side, because it takes two of you to lift the the tin thing out. Makes sense. I'll take the other side. Okay. Can I ask? Uh, actually, what is your strength score? My strength score is eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So neither of you have any penalties uh, from from low strength. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you for a dexterity check and we'll count as Shanty assisting you. So dexterity, roll, okay, so, so dexterity with advantage. advantage cool, okay. Okay, that's very, very cocked. Uh, not my best work. That's a ten. <laughs> well, with advantage. With advantage. Okay. Oh, mate. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> for context, by the way, on the moss hardness scale, uh, tin has a hardness of 1.5. Uh, notoriously soft copper has a hardness of 3. Mm-hmm. I'm Oof. pretty sure talc has a hardness of 1. Mm, okay. Jesus. 
Mm. Um, tin is really easy to scratch. Yeah. Mm. Um, tin is a bendable friend. Yes. Yeah. It is soft. It is very easy to scratch. However, you got a 10. So Solidly while average. You, <laughs> while you do manage to knock the side of the tin uh, 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 of the tin disc at one point uh, against the edge of the of the of the tub as you're taking it out and you notice how it very easily and immediately scratches uh the surface like that you're about that you're planning to polish is currently fine all right you get the polishing uh, uh you get the polishing uh, uh felt, disc in place yeah. the felt disc and very... I think maybe we use the magic because <laughs> you're different heights and there's just so much that it could go wrong here. Mm. Mm. Fair. Oh, I, I don't trust myself with anything. I think this is the point where we do magic, yeah. It's not that big a end of the worldy spell, so... Alright. You cast... Uh, you sort of... Using friends' uh, assistance to guide you, you uh, extend your magic to take to take hold of this of the tin uh, of the tin disc, uh, flip it skillfully upside down, and as the uh, plate turn uh, as the as the, as the polishing disc spins, you carefully lower it down. Well, I'd a bit of encouragement if anyone's got any. I'm going to say you try and keep it as level as you can, um, putting the ball bearing on the top as suggested. Yeah. Uh, does Let's actually help. help give you just a little guide as to whether you're keeping it level or not. So I will let you make your Arcana check with advantage, please. Cool. Where's my Arcana? Uh. <laughs> um. oh, I haven't got any physical dice with me and this thing has just <laughs> glitched on me come on I will try rolling that again because that went weird um, I'm just going to roll 2d20s rather than flicking Arcana okay there's a 17 okay I will say that you've managed to get through. Uh, we're going to do this. All right. The first polish seems to go smoothly. Uh, as you lift it up the, and examine it, the surface is shinier, more reflective than before. Um, Little face in the middle goes, me. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, uh, as you kind of hold it up in place, uh, I will say that victory uh, comes in with uh, Shanti and Corzin uh, 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 helps you uh, lift off the uh, off the first bit of uh, felt, brings in the second bit of felt. You lower it down, lift it up, even shinier this time. I think it's working. On. Face looks more distressed with each polish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> more and more upset. I let you turn this one on and off. It was a question I was going to ask. Like, if you had used animate object on this, would polishing it cause it damage? 
I mean, technically, yes. I mean, you're like, reducing its mass. <laughs> like, technically, yes, but in the same way as, like, you know, pumice stones on your uh, on your corns cause yeah. you damage. I would argue that if you levitate a corns and then gently lower them down onto a polishing wheel, it will cause them some damage. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how heavily you polish them. Yeah, I mean, like, the there'd be a, a level which would be, like, just annoying, <laughs> and there would be, like, making soup. <laughs> <laughs> Um, soup. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> oh. Alright. Yeah, no, that's through the first check. So you manage to you don't draw down the second one, uh, the, then you exchange it out, and then the third and final polish comes uh, down, you lower it, I'm going to say you're getting towards the end of the first ten minutes of the spell. Because mm. uh, it does take a while to polish things finally. Yeah. Uh, especially if you are being careful. I mean, having sanded a number of boards to like not this standard, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, this it's totally not does take up most of ten like, minutes. Yeah, it's smooth. <laughs> and using a little bit of water, a little bit of oil, uh, uh, careful with the sort of uh, shanty, like adding in and uh, you know adding in some some liquid medium. By the time when you finally remove the. Um, the uh, uh, bring the, uh, the uh, your new tin mirror up. Uh, it is. It's you think this is about as shiny as you can get it. It's not. Again, it's not as perfectly reflective as like some of like the um, mirrors that you've like you know the, the best mirrors you've ever seen. You suspect that's probably got something to do with the the nature of tin, uh, but. It is very, very flat, and it does seem to be reflecting <laughs> quite well. There's just like a slight, almost like um, almost like a slight shadow to the reflection. Like it's not perfectly reflecting yet. The crying face flat. looks accusingly at Scamp. Uh, oh. But so, but so reflectively accusing. Mm. Oh, it's very shiny. Mm. I rolled for Celestia's commitment to punishing you for not letting her press the button and I rolled really high so like the next <laughs> you know like couple of hours like everything you interact with has a sad face <laughs> okay. oh no Jeffrey crawls under which is very easy for Jeffrey taps this uh, the, the off button the, the table spins to a halt uh, and before you lose the last of your uh, uh, of your spell, you flip the uh, you carefully flip it upside down and rest it on its back on the giant spinny table, uh, just as the uh, as you uh, as the magic gives out. So you've completed the f you you now have a an astonishingly polished uh, tin mirror. Shall we cover it in some silver? Yes, I think that's yes. the next step, isn't it? Put it in that, the room with the with the scary door. That okay. one. Okay. Mm. Are you lifting it with magic or people? Um, I could do some more magics, or do you think you can you you can do it between you? What do we think? I think between us, we should be able to. Um... Uh, we'll just take it really slowly. Yeah, this yeah. isn't nearly as like so long as we're careful. We don't need nearly as like um, uh, as fine control anymore. We're just taking it from here to over there. I don't mind helping, um, but I don't think I should be in charge. 
with my yeah, I think love magic help, noodle arms. The people with with arms that are worth mentioning can lead. I mean, I think this is one where like the, the, the more people we have, the the easier it's going to be for everyone. So let's all get, pick a side. <laughs> okay, everyone comes in. You carefully lift the. Uh, now that it's not you know scaldingly hot uh, or anything, you can essentially just use gloves and carefully lift it from the bottom. Um, and again, use your knees. You are leading this, so uh, a dexterity check with advantage, please. Dexterity check with advantage. Okay, come on. Okay, that's a little bit more like it. That's a dirty twenty. Okay, you, yay. With all of you together, you are able to lift uh, to get it through, uh, lift it, get it through the uh, through the atrium, uh, past the giant furnace, uh, uh, fire column, and into the uh, into the room with the vacuum chamber. Uh, you open the door. The hardest part, but you still manage it, is we have to slightly tilt it to get it through the door. You don't manage to knock it on anything. Carefully lower it to the ground. Step out. Close. Seal the door. Uh, get another of the little t- uh, silver uh, ingots and place it in the box. All right. And then get out of the room. Would- Yes! Yeah. This time, Celestia, you managed to get in there fast enough and you tap the rune on the on the box before uh yeah. Yeah. I'm not even trying to race, it's Celestia's turn. <laughs> <laughs> right, Celestia's turn to press Celestia the button this time. You uh Celestia, you come in, you push the button, uh the uh door gives a sort of uh sound, and once again the uh there's a sort of uh, vibration from the uh, glass. The uh, the little box with the silver in it begins to heat up rapidly. Uh, and at the point when the, when the uh, when that whole chamber is devoid of air, there is a the lit vaporized silver sprays. Uh, across the entire uh, everything in the chamber, including the uh, mirror shine uh, polished flat tin uh, uh, tin disc, uh, coating it in a an almost monomolecular thin uh, surface of uh, silver. It, you now have a I want to say perfectly polished, perfectly smooth, and reflective. Uh, silver or tin backed, I should say, silver mirror. Excellent. Yay. Um, does it need a layer of glass over it? Is that what we still need to do? I think so. Yeah, and it's, then it's a, a, oh. a proper mirror, isn't it? I, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. It's interesting that uh, uh, mm, I'm going to put, I guess at this point, uh, Shanty or Victory would be as good a person to put, uh, to, to get, uh, I think Shanty will kick in here and say, I mean, I'm not an expert in making mirrors. Like, I'm, I'm literally not an expert in glassworking of any kind or making mirrors. But 
Well, it's as shiny as any mirror I've ever seen. Is it protected enough? Is it going to be all right if we stick it in the light? Yeah, like that thing. Uh, it, well, you saw what it did to the uh, the belaying pin. That's a very very thin layer of um, uh, of silver on that. Are we sure it won't just burn off? Nope. Um, should we coat something else in silver and stick it in and see what happens? Yes. I mean, if we've got something random we can do that with, yeah, absolutely. Jeffrey, um, let's what? see what we got here. Let's put a bucket in, not my bucket. All right. You put <laughs> one of the other buckets in. I'll say you repeat uh, like After carefully... Well, yeah. You carefully remove the silvered tin disc. Um, I mean, again, I could just put a bit of, like, lead shot in there. We don't need to waste any of the stuff we have. Bucket. <laughs> okay. Lug in a new bucket. <laughs> put in another of the silver uh, silver ingots. And, again, Bucket looks accusingly at you. <laughs> I let you press this button. <laughs> it's just very sad. <laughs> You now have a monomolecularly covered shiny silver bucket. Um, like you can literally like scrape. You could literally scrape the silver off with a nail. Uh, interestingly, the bucket itself does not appear to be heated, like have been heated in any way. Uh, nor is you know, except by I guess exposure to just like a fine layer of scalding. Uh, of momentarily mm. scalding va- silver vapor, um, but nevertheless, uh, so uh, but yeah, the it seems to be the silver that gets all the heating from this. Right, let's uh, stick it in the light and see what happens. Chuck it in the beam right. of light, see if it dies. So my question Use is: Use one of the longer sticks. <laughs> are you are you lifting it by hand? Are you lifting no. it by magic? <laughs> Um, um, we could fling it through and see I if think it, we're putting it. Yeah, let's just throw it. Just throw it. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I was going to suggest, like, get one of the long sticks, put it in the but bottom the of the bucket and just up? hold it in the thing. <laughs> was there any reason the stick won't burn up? Uh, wait, what are you putting in? Are you putting in the, 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 the mirror disc or are you trying to hurl the, the bucket. mirrored bucket? Okay, just put... throw the mirrored bucket so it goes through the light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give it a throw. Let's try that. Who wants to do that? I want to. All right. But I'm not going to because I'm rubbish at throwing cause and should do it. All right. I don't recommend any... All right. Uh, Everyone get around this side then. Um, I am going to attempt to just punt it through the uh, the pillar of light. Okay. You Uh, fling the bucket through. Um, Dexterity? Or or is this... Oh, this doesn't require dexterity. Um, But while you're at it, give me a dex save, please. And dex save, okay. Everyone else, give me a dex save with advantage because you were all taking cover. Natural one, but lucky. <laughs> we suck. 23. We're idiots. Uh, yeah? uh, loads. Um, sorry. That is a brain. 15. 24. Right, here we go. Huh. Do a forward roll. Okay. <laughs> no reason I'll just do one uh, I'm gonna say then <laughs> that let's just pick some numbers here uh, 
Alright, so he managed to get that. You mean uh, throwing it wasn't a good idea? Eight plus eight <laughs> plus three. That'll do. Uh, Why okay. do any of you listen to Celestia? So Scamp's uh, so Scamp got a fifteen. Uh, I'm gonna say that Yeah. Shanty and Jeffrey didn't even come into the room hearing this plan. <laughs> no, because they got Why it just stayed well out of sight. Did Victory join us? Uh Victory did and was not as quick uh, and dis- actually no advantage also took cover still not that quick uh so also takes damage here okay so um we suck <laughs> i'll tell you the damage and then i'll tell you what happens so uh, uh so victory and scamp both take 19 points of radiant damage um, oh no! And Celestia oh, because it f- refracted everywhere. Oh, yeah, 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 of course it did. Are both going to take? Uh, Which I thought nine about as I was suggesting. It was like, eh, don't uh, care damage. enough. I want to so, throw a bucket. How many? <laughs> nine uh, for you and Corzin. So, uh, Corzin, yep. the it is very so much the placement of the way that the bucket spins is what saves you as you see what's happening. Because, as mentioned, half the bucket, uh, the side that was not, you know, close to three, two-thirds, three-quarters of the bucket, essentially, the bit of the bucket that was not rest... Uh, indeed, actually, I'll say it was on the ground, so most of the bucket uh, is covered in, like, a fine layer of silver. Uh, one part of the bucket, the base of it, uh, is not. That part is still just you know, regular white ceramic. Um, That is the part that does not immediately reflect light. Uh, And very fortunately, that is the part that is turning towards you as the bucket uh, spins end over end, uh, flying into the pillar of light. Uh, 29 radiant damage was that. uh, 9 radiant damage. Oh, 9 radiant damage, sorry. Phew. Um, so, as you hurl out of the, um, uh, as you uh, 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 as you hurl yourself out of the way, uh, you you do have to get the best view of the bucket tumbling end over end into the light. The silver, uh, the reflective silver surface, does indeed reflect the uh, shimmering golden beam of death. Um, It is a curved and very uneven surface because it's basically a silver coating over ceramic. A bucket. It's a ceramic bucket. bucket. So apart from being quite a curved and complex uh, object to begin with, it's also like covered in like mottled texture. So the light reflects and refracts in every which way, essentially momentarily flooding the the room and the atrium um, with deadly golden rays. We have created a shitty disco ball of death. Uh, indeed. <laughs> yeah, now I see what we might have done wrong here. Uh, Why does anyone ever listen to me? And your flesh chars and 
bobbles uh, where it uh, where it briefly where the light briefly connects. Mm, yeah, no, this, this was a bad idea. Uh, I didn't enjoy that. You um, mostly get out of the way, but the uh, but the brief moment of exposure is is scalding and blistering. Uh, the the bucket uh, is briefly swallowed by the light, briefly reflects the light until the end that's tumbling tumbles into the path of the light, and you can very briefly glimpse a sight of the white ceramic being uh, heated up and then consumed and disin- essentially disintegrated uh, by the golden light. As it is carried through, it smashes against the far wall, uh, already half destroyed and crumbling into a uh, into a, into fragments of white ceramic pieces and silver uh, and silvery dust. Maybe we need glass. I think that would be a reasonable conclusion at this point. Mm. Says Corson, picking himself well, back up off no, the floor. No, the, the silver bit was all right. <sighs> what? Like this, it only exploded because the the ceramic got in it. Uh, if you want to cover Jeffrey in silver and thrust him into the thing and see if the silver stays on, you you're welcome to just go ahead and do that. Oh, but like the, Jeffrey gestures the to you. The silver on the bucket the didn't come off when it was just hitting the light. That's a good point. So if we put the mirror in, it's completely covered. I mean, we'd give it a crack and see if it lasts, couldn't we? But, I mean, where where do we want to direct the light? That's the question. Uh, back at the source, perhaps? It's the safest place Isn't other than just, like, burning a random part of this room. Or is there something that opens if you hit it with the fancy light? Looking around. Glancing around, there's the only obvious thing apart from the rooms uh, is the doorway out. Uh, and of course, you know, wherever the light is currently shining up into, which you can't really see the, that pass- uh, the, uh, the chamber above uh, because there's mm. the death light shining into it. Um, I mean, yeah. we could shine it down. Yeah. Should we just try, try and shove it in and see what happens? So, are you move? How are you trying to move the mirror in place? With telekinesis. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think that this is the one room. we want to be risking our fingers on. Uh, I think leaving the room is a really good idea. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything you can really do to give yourself advantage uh, here, obviously, except for the fact that Tides is currently dormant. Oh my uh, god. You're so good at telekinesis. Yeah! Inspiration. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. In which case... Except I don't say, oh my god, I say uh, something else. Oh my god. <laughs> Put an S on it. There we I go. am going to ask you to, very carefully, make an arcana check, please. Uh, I will use tides, because let's not roll a one. That seems reasonable. Okay. That is a 25. Okay. Mm. I rolled a 19. Tides are now active. You very carefully uh, raise up 
the uh, tin uh, the tin backed silver mirror. Turn it over so it's facing directly down, and moving it carefully over the light uh, 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 until it's like next to the light beam. Begin to move it perfectly levelly over the beam. There's a couple of moments where it's not exactly perfectly level, and you see as the light shines up, it refracts slightly to one side, but you're correct. Before the laser, before the, essentially the laser beam of death <laughs> floods <laughs> out and onto death you. Ray. Uh, until, until you raise the mirror over it. You can now see the light seems to intensify as it refracts as it reflects uh, straight back at the source and gets brighter and brighter and you hear a sort of <laughs> sound building. It seems like it's going to explode or break. This I wonder what will happen first. Feels extremely safe. It's a good noise though. Uh, your current, how high off as it were, the ground. Do you hold it? Like how much? How much light do you leave exposed? Because it's getting increasingly hard to see, uh, just from how uh, bright the I will is like, lower it slightly to try and make that lesser thing. You lower it down and down. It gets brighter and brighter until you kind of just let it stop, and the ground continues to sort of gently vibrate underneath but as you let the um the 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 mirror go it just sort of caps it and the whole chain area suddenly goes suddenly feels dark it's not dark like it's not dark there is ambient light coming in there's the bit of flame from the fire column room but we're used to the big pillar of light. But without the blinding <laughs> pillar of light here, it's... Total eclipse. Yeah, it feels like it's just suddenly eclipsed. There is just this... Right. Uh, uh, I guess that well means done, we can fight the thing now. What do we think? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Do we think we have to? Probably. I feel like that's kind of the whole point, isn't it? Staring up into the um, into the chamber, into the sort of uh, uh, chimney above, you can see there is. Uh, you can now just faintly make out from the light reflecting down from it, uh, from the outside. There was another mirror placed there, reflecting the beam to get uh, to uh, to go outwards. Uh, you are able to find, uh, yeah, you, uh, uh, and you can see, yeah, that is, uh, can I ask for a perception check from anyone, please? Sure. Sure. Uh, Sight-based? Yes. Though, to be honest, I'm actually tempted to say... I'm almost tempted to to, to, to say uh, without your advantage, uh, causing because you're like you were particularly even though you were off to one side, you've been particularly hit by the sudden light changes and the and the blistering light. Okay, well, in the the interest of fair play, then I will say that I I rolled two dice there. Uh, it's not much of a difference between uh, either of them, but one of them was a natural twenty. Okay. Uh, the lower of the two uh, would be a 
26. Even without the um, blistery, <laughs> even without the uh, natural 20, like, and even with the glaring light sort of giving you weird sort of full body sunspot <laughs> sort of mm. sensations, you are still able to see the little um, ledge or hole uh, like a little, like a little pigeonhole underneath the mirror, recessed into the wall. Hmm. Um, well, then, we should go check that. Then. Yeah, it's it's a little high up, um, but I'm going to say you've still got telekinesis uh, running, so it's a simple. Oh, we all go. It's a simple enough manner to just lift someone or something up. Uh, and go investigate. You find uh, what appear to be a pair of uh, silvery, um, sort of like knee length, uh, or maybe slightly. Interestingly, they appear to be a pair of uh, knee length silvery boots with buckles mm. attached to them. Uh, made of the same sort of silver metal as the uh, as the limbs that you found. Oh, oh these are kind of cool. Does, they look Does like someone they've... with feet want to try them on? Uh, do they look like they fit any of us? Interestingly, the yeah. interior of them is odd. They're, they're like little... Uh, they they look upon examination like they shouldn't fit you fit anyone uh, because the interiors appear to be like little cylinders going straight down without an obvious place to put your foot into. Are these hoof boots? Hoof boots? Well, they don't. I've got a place for a foot, darling. What is strange huh. though is that. Despite being made of metal, they feel like, well, leather or maybe flesh or hide. Like they they hmm. move in a sort of fabric uh, or tanned leather sort of way in your hands. And that's the weirdest set of slippers I've ever seen. Mm. I want to put them on. Put them on. Try okay, it. as you is that slide... right? Do you mind, Victory? Because otherwise, you've got hoofs too. As your sl- uh, as you slide your hooves in. Um, you feel the metal sort of mould comfortably around them. Like, enough yeah. you're almost going to feel like if someone with feet put them in, they would probably do the same. Um, you see that there's little uh, buckles you can sort of clasp into place. Do you have any attunement slots free? Nope. You get a sense that... Well, first of all, these feel like some of the most comfortable weirdly uh the most comfortable i guess leg wear you've ever worn it feels like a second skin um mm-hmm. in fact it literally feels like a second skin you realize you can like you can feel like air through them like just like the currents of air or ambient temperature uh when you put the boots on the ground uh, you can feel the ground through the bo- the soles of the boots as if you had, like, as if you had, well, feet. Uh, huh. You giving, giving them a straight, 
like you tilt, uh, you move them a little, and experimentally you're able to move the ends of the toes as if you had toes. Ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> it's it's very strange because these are those are muscles and experiences you you do not personally have. Um, nope, do not like this. Nevertheless, they yeah they, they you get a further sense that there might be a way to magically attune with these, um, but you are personally sort of chakraed out, as it were. Hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is there is definitely some impressive magic going on here. And they don't look like anyone else could fit in them. Um, they don't look like anyone else could fit in them. They honestly didn't look like Scamp could fit in them. But, oh, I'd read it as but, it's it's for a hoof person. Mm, but Scamp, you get the feeling after putting them in that maybe anyone could put their feet in these. Yeah, anyone could wear these, I think. Um, mm. There we go. They weren't, like, connecting to, but... I ain't got. I'm a bit tapped out on that. I could have like, if anyone else has got a free spot. Well, I mean, lost something quite significant recently. So actually, yeah, give it a go then. <laughs> okay, you. Uh, By the way, Sam, I'm only, I'm only suggesting this because Corden has boots. He's quite attached to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I assumed you wouldn't want them, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you peel off, you unbuckle and peel off the boots, uh, regaining it, losing the strange sensation of having feet, and Ugh. gaining, regaining your sensation of having hooves again. Mm. Uh, Celestia, you have to take the boots off to put these ones on, but yeah, it's weird. As you put your foot in, you feel like. You feel like you'd ru- you're about to run out of space, and then the the bottom of the boot almost yields to allow your uh, your, your feet to go in like mm. strange uh, moving metal, and the whole thing just hugs to your leg. Well, I guess they're still you know pretty silver boots. So. Yeah, you have some fine. Uh, uh, just above the knee, sort of knee-length uh, silver boots now uh, that buckle on, uh, and yeah, again, you weirdly you can scent, you can feel through them like they're a second skin. Um, you you will need to rest for some time uh, to attune to these to figure out what the magical effect is. You could do that over, a, I think, a short rest. Mm. Uh, and we'll we'll discuss uh, over time what effect that is. Hmm. This is a weird feeling. Can't find. I'd imagine yeah. it'd be even weirder if you weren't used to having toes. Yeah, not a fan of those. And we will discuss, and you'll find out uh, after you next take a short rest exactly what the effects of that are which you do have the opportunity to do but as you having successfully disabled the beam of killing light uh, (laughs) and for the statue Mm -hmm. healing light and uh, successfully recovered uh, everything uh, uh, um, uh, you have now pretty much explored the last of these laboratories uh, armed with the wands in hand, you head back down uh, to 
retrieve the powered uh, 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 to fill up your choice of um, powders and liquids in the in the uh, bellows of doom. Uh, <laughs> intent uh, preparing for your, uh, for a return once more to the silver statue, uh, steel statue before the gate. Uh, but as it is late, uh, we are going to commence next time uh, with any revelations about those silver boots and with that particular confrontation. Uh, yeah, next time. <laughs> Uh, on for some fireballs so thank you all very much for playing thank you all very much for listening and farewell from all of us here at Thinlocks and Fireballs Fair Seas and Natural Twenties oh and by the uh, way one last thing actually before mm-hmm. uh, I'll do it I'll, I'll do it again um, yeah you t- uh, the reason you want to use glass is that tin is astonishingly soft Right. Like, it's really easy okay. to scratch tin. <laughs> you just, like, you'd have oh, ruined the mirror. Oh, it's extra protection for that rather than burning off. Thank you. I was wondering. Yeah, you, you'd have ruined the mirror <laughs> oh, yeah, if you fumbled it at any point. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, you can... Uh, very cool. Float glass is a technique where you pour molten glass onto a perfectly level tin bath. Water. Uh, and then, yeah. because tin is uh, le- uh, glass is less dense than tin, you can get it off and has a, I think, a slightly lower, uh, a slightly different, uh, uh, higher melting point. Um, you can cool the glass enough to take it off the tin. Uh, and then you because yeah, I was going to ask about the, the relative melting temperature of glass versus silver. Yeah, <laughs> then you would polish it, then you would get it silver uh, sprayed and take it in. That was sort of the way. But yeah, you like that is that that you, it would just about worked with that. So well done. Anyway, farewell <laughs> from all of us here at Flintless Fireballs, Faces, and Natural Twenties. <laughs> polish to a mirror shine. Reflect a beam to blow your mind. Metal limbs and acid clouds. Is this just how my life goes now? So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.